live. Live from live. New York and live. Texas. You've got talking crit. Yeah, yeah, yeah folks. Mm, we need to just have, yeah, we, can we get Why music? We need to have me, intro music. Intro music or like an announcer or, um, I don't know, chicken in a bikini. Are or you <laughs> ready to <laughs> rumble? That, that may have been taken. That may be in use. I don't know. Welcome to Talking uh, Crit with uh, Bad Mike and Tenkar. And yes, if you're looking at the screen or you're listening at home and you go, I only hear two voices. Well, you might hear more than two voices because I'll, 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 I'll make fun of other voices. But uh, the reality is it's just Mike and I tonight. So yeah, we, all of us. We got tired. We got have tired of having to share our audience with other people. So now I get two. Now, I get you know, two small. A, a little one-on-one. On on little one-on-one. Yeah. You know the menage one-on-one. A little. You know we need to get overdone. Yeah. We're, we're getting back to know you guys again. You know. By the way, I listen to. I listen to. I hardly ever listen to talking crit after they're over. But I listen to one. I'm really loud. I need to figure out where my microphone might go not be as loud. I'm going to try to put it like out here tonight and see how that does. Because I, I am really loud. But I mean, I'm like, really loud anyway, but I mean, I'm really, really loud on the replays. I'm extremely loud. We like, we yeah, and I don't, folks, and I guess you all know this over the last couple of years, I don't do any kind of editing to this shit. What? Editing, editing on a podcast usually means, ah, oh, fuck it, I gotta, I gotta start from the beginning again. Because I don't, I'm not a sound engineer. I'm not. I'm not the expert at this stuff. I am just. A, this is DIY. Uh, DIY. It's DIY. Fine, yes. This yeah, is like. Uh, this is like the old school uh, fanzine of podcasting and vidcasting. Yeah, we love we we love that kind of stuff. So we're. This is perfect for us. Yeah, and uh, hopefully that's why you're here. If, if it isn't, well, uh, listen, we've been fooling you now for a way long time. So, before we start delving into uh, the, the dirty good stuff or the good dirty stuff or something like that, um, Mike, what's going on? I, I, I see I see confusion in North Texas uh, forums. So people are like, I can't sign up. For, I'm trying to spend more money. I can't sign up for my games. Well, there's a there's a limit to the early uh, registration, uh, right? Yes. Well, and also, um, I think I'm supposed to be on Mike and Liz's show in the next couple of weeks. I forgot all about that, and we're going to talk about North Texas. But basically, uh, it, this is going to be a moot point in about a week because we'll have open signups starting April 15th, so a week right. a week, week from tomorrow. Um, what we do is for all the games, so it's not just a mad rush to get games like most conventions do. We pre-sell half the tickets at five dollars a piece. Um, so if you really, really want to get in the game, you can spend the five dollars and get in the game. However, on April fifteenth, we open it up to anybody, and it's free. So that's, we have a lot of people saying, nice. "Hey, hey, there's three seats. It says there's three seats available, but I'm trying to sign up and I can't sign up." That's because three seats have already been taken. And the other seats are wide open. Anybody that wants to get there on midnight, twelve oh one a.m. April fifteenth, Central so, Time. If you're if you're New York, it's Central one a.m. Oh I before I started uh, slaving for the frogs, I was off and on, and I would be even if I had work the next day, and I'd be on, and I'd have myself logged in on Chrome and Rach logged in on Safari, and I was trying to get us logged in, you know, signed up for games. 
when when working for the frogs, I was like, well, I'm working the table, I'm running games, I'm not too worried about what I'm going to be playing in. This year, because Rach is going to be at the con with me, however, Saturday and Sunday, from 10 to 5, she's going to be yoga-ing in the room <laughs> with her last weekend of uh -oh. the advanced yoga instructor class she's taking. So she'll be Zooming. I'm going to Zoom, 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 Zoom. Nice. And, uh which means that I'm going to have to occupy myself throughout the day because I uh -oh. believe that Frog God will not have a presence at this con officially at the table. Well, actually, <clears throat> um, oh, actually, you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Officially not, but there will be plenty of frogs there. Yes. Plenty, plenty of frogs. I, I just, uh, by the way, I just talked to uh, Hot News, off, Hot News off the stove. I just talked to Bill Webb. He is not going to be attending. Uh, he is worried about. Traveling, catching disease, bring it back to his in-laws who are 80 years old and bad health. Even though he's had the shots, he's, he's still antsy. And I think after discussion with his family, he decided that he's just going to stay home. So he's going to run online an online game or two, but he will not be in person. But we will have plenty of other frogs there. We'll have um, uh, Zach Glazer and Matt Finch and Casey Christofferson and other people's. I'm trying to. Uh, think uh, is Pex going to be there? He's got to be. Pex there. will be there. Yes, yes. Pex will be I'll, there. I'll be there. I don't. I don't plan to run anything on the grid, but I might run off the grid. I might do uh, pickups. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of space to run a pickup game. So uh, I, I figure that is something that I can always do. Oh, big event, Temple of Dagon, IGG release. Yes, that's for Frog God. Temple of Dagon, not Dagon. It's Dagon. I'm a New Yorker. I'll fucking pronounce it as I want. You say, you say Zine. I say Zine. Magazine. Magazine. So it's Dagon or Dagoon. Actually, I don't know. Maybe I don't think Lovecraft even know how to pronounce it. So who knows? All right. So yeah, who knows? I listen. I couldn't pronounce Cthulhu, and I probably still am pronouncing it wrong. But you know, let, let I, thought it. I thought I would pronounce it. I, I saw a movie where somebody pronounced. It. I'm like, well, either I'm really wrong or they're really wrong, because <laughs> that's not how I've been saying it my whole life. Dang it! Well, there's a lot. It's a lot of words. If you're a gamer, there's a lot of words that you picked up from like the DMG or some other place, and you look at it and you go, "I know how this word is going to be pronounced." But listen, this is before the internet. Right, mm -hmm. this is back in the early '80s. I mean, the, you're you were a teenager and now. You're saying the word forty years later, and you're like, I don't know if the way I taught myself to say this <laughs> word is the way the way the word actually is supposed to sound. I, I don't, I don't know, but I'm kind of stuck to it. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you an embarrassing story. When I was a kid, because I. I used to sound everything out right because that's what we did. When we were back in kids. We did, you know, you looked at how, look at how it sounds. I had a I had a classmate whose name was Chet C H E T. I'd uh -huh. never seen that name before. Heard it. I, I didn't. I had no clue. I grew up in Texas. People were named Tex and Bob and I don't know, whatever, you know. And so I saw his name on a sheet and I and I wanted to say like hello his name and I had to think real quick and I couldn't figure out how it's pronounced. So I called him Cheat. I said, hey, cheat. Because nice. <laughs> I'm like, what is C-H-E-T? That's not a word. Maybe he, maybe his name is Cheat. I'm like, that's a weird name. So I called him Cheat. And I called him that for like a day before he finally said, my name's Chet. I was like, this is like a third grade, second or third right. grade. Pretty funny. And I said, Chet, what's Chet? He goes, that's, well, that's my name. You've been calling me Cheat. And I goes, I thought it was just 
couldn't you were not pronouncing it right or so like oh i didn't know how to, i'm sorry i'd never seen the word or the name chet in my life so so yes we we all have issues with pronouncing things trying to sound it out and yeah you know you say tomato i say tomato 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 potato potato let's call the whole con off no actually let's call the whole whole con I, I, I'm looking forward to North Texas. Um, hey, it's going good. Uh, registration's way up as people are getting their second shot. We've got people trickling in. Uh, usually, because you know how it usually goes, usually we're getting kind of full right about now. We're like, oh, we may have to cut off our registration. Well, of course, this year we're like, oh, we're only probably going to have about half as many people as last. As, you know, last year we had about 60 to 80 right in that range, and they were all locals. I don't, I don't right. very few people traveled. And this year we thought, you know, if we get about 200, we'll be okay. But, uh, I don't know. It's looking pretty, uh, pretty amazing so far. As everybody is uh, getting their second shot and, and thinking, "Hey, in a month, I'll, I think I'll be okay," and they're all making plans. So we're having rather than have everybody load up and then a few people trickle in, we just have this steady stream, just trickle, trickle, right. trickle all the last two or three months. You'll probably have that steady stream right up until near the end of May. I, I think so too. Suggestion. Yeah, I think so. You know, as people get their shots, I mean, for, again. This household, we had a normal Easter. I mean, literally a normal Easter. I had a total of uh, how many people? Nine people at the house. My, my my parents, Rach and I, vaccinated. My mother's cousin, vaccinated. A friend of the family, vaccinated. And my sister's family, which were not vaccinated. But you're allowed one, excuse me, one family unit that isn't vaccinated, according to CDC guidelines. So uh, it was nice. It felt normal. Somehow I lost audio. I thought Mike was sounding. Hold on, I'm back. Right? I'm back. That was my. That was me muting because oh. I, I had to burp. Um, but- oh, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is really fucking quiet. My headset uh, must have died. That's one way to keep me quiet is to just mute me. No, I'm the only person in my household that has a shot because everybody in my family is healthy and young, so they, they none of them are even on the list yet. Um, my wife has issues. Um, I think I've already talked about it before. We won't go into it again, but she's she has issues with health issues about getting the shot and uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome. So she's still waiting to hear um, official word on whether or not it's it's a possible cause of Guillain-Barre syndrome. It's looking like it's not. So she's not going to get her shot anytime soon. So I'm really the only person in my whole family. Uh, we had a big birthday party for my grandson who just turned. 17 and i was right. the only person there that even that had my first shot i felt it was weird i mean I, I, for once i was the healthy one M- mr obese diabetic here was the healthy well, guy and, yeah isn't that a great feeling it's like rachel and i went down to our, our local pub um and we're trying to do that now every wednesday for lunch we go down and the, the joke is everybody at the pub well first off they're you know it's the afternoon crowd you expect them to be older anyway but the joke is everybody there is immunized except for uh, our, our our bartender slash hostess because she, and I understand it, she has a fear of needles. So she's waiting for the one shot. She uh, wants oh, the Johnson yeah, & Johnson. Johnson. By the way, my wife also hates needles too. So, yeah, that's, that's yeah. part of it too. So, um, so she's still not, you know, immunized. But she's like, once you get the Johnson & Johnson, she goes, I'll go. I'll probably pass out, but you know, then then I'll be then I'll be fine. So I'm like, oh, by the oh. way, the the James Thomas. Uh, I just realized I was like James Thomas' name sounds familiar. That is the author of Temple of Dagon, and he also did Raven Reach and um, oh god, with the Raven Reach and Raven some oh, oh, oh 
can't remember the name. I oh, I know, did, I know, I know I the cover. Anything, I, I did anything on both of them. I edited both of them. I can't remember. I, I can yes. picture one of the covers in my head, yes. but I just can't. So know. very, very successful Indiegogo's we we had last year, and uh, he's also doing Dagon. So, uh, uh, hello to James, and um, good to see you on the chat there. But yes, uh, uh, he's doing. He is Temple of Dagon. Go check that out. It's on Indiegogo. As as always, our Indiegogos are single modules. Uh, we actually now and have in place a system where you can order several Indiegogos and get them all shipped together. If you don't if you don't want to pay shipping on each of them, we finally have that all worked out. Now that we've moved shipping from Indiegogos, we moved it from Seattle to Arizona, and so those boys there, uh, Matt and Zach and Jen and the well, those girls too, uh, they will um, they will uh, package orders together. I think they can do up to three three or five at a time. Uh, we had that was one yeah. of the complaints we had about the Indiegogos. Is like, hey, it's great to have these individual modules, but I hate to pay eight dollars shipping every time we get one. Well, guess what? Now we're gonna finally bundle them together. So, uh, yes, ch check out Temple of Dagon, Raven Rock. That was the other one. Raven Rock and Raven's Reach. So, uh, both both really those are pretty good solid adventures. Um, if you have a mid sized party, you can just drop them into any campaign. Um, and I have I did not get a an early read of Dagon, so I don't I don't know what it's about except that it's underwater. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to see if I can I have a cage a manuscript from Zach or somebody so I can look at that. Uh oh. I need a yeah. potion of water breathing. I need a potion <laughs> of water breathing. Yes. So all right, so we've 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 covered the uh, obligatory con, and we've covered the latest uh, necro slash frog god release. Oh, let's let's cover one more thing real quick. Yeah. Uh, second shot. Oh, um, mine is next uh, is is exactly seven days from now. So we're going to have fun at next night's uh, uh, next week because I will either be feeling great or I will be I don't know feeling bad. I don't know. We'll see what the second shot does. And and so second shot with you. Uh oh, we got we got Zach Laser in the room. God oh, help us all. No, no, no. This is the one place. This is my one safe place I could go without Zach, it, Zach wait, wait. and Skeeter bothering me. And listen, here they are. We we, we don't believe in safe spaces. So uh, here, Temple of Dagon reveals forbidden uh, secrets of the ancient Dagonic cult that will literally twist your mind and flesh. Oh, I like like it. Foolish so, characters are in for deep hurting. Wise ones will find the untold riches of a lost civilization. I love lost civilizations. I love underwater adventures. I love Dagon, not Dagon. And I'm in. I'm in. I'm in on this one. Are, are, are you interested? If so, you must. You must call us. We can't call you. <laughs> so you'll have to go to the Indiegogo and look up Temple of yes, Dagon. Yes, look up Temple of Dagon, not Dagon. Okay, um, so, so, so tell me about your. Tell me about your second Dagon. shot. It could be Dagon, but fuck it. So tell me about your second shot. Aaron. All right, so I, I, my second shot was uh, the, the Pfizer. The Pfizer second shot. Mm -hmm. Me too. And, um, I my arm was sore for the better part of a week, and I had uh, nausea going for about two and a half, three days. Okay, that's not bad. I can deal with that. So that, so far, you know, make me feel, I'm feeling yeah. good. I'm so feeling good. It was, it, 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 this is not a product placement, but okay. it was a lot of mints. I I lived on oh, mints. Yeah, I'm doing product placement. If Balconis wants to send me a free bottle, I'll drink it every night here. So I'm drinking. Oh, okay. Else. Here, I'm doing hot tea. But I'm doing hot tea because I had three pints also, of uh, Aquafina wants to send me free water. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm fine. I'm up with that. No, too. but I, I I had my alcohol with with my uh, with my lunch today, so I was like, you know what, I gotta I, I gotta be good. Oh yeah, I gotta. 
you know, I, I know here, I'll do, before we get even deeper, here's the update. So um, talking about COVID, uh, Jeff Jones, my uh, layout guy on uh, Torchlight, who did some uh, did a huge project of his own for uh, ZineQuest. Yeah, magazine, right? ZineQuest, yes. they got that right. All right. So in any case, um, you know, and, and we talk about other stuff, but, you know, he's like, you know, let's let's set a, a date of May 1st. So now I'm making a public statement. May 1st for uh, the official issue one since... The premiere oh, issue was whoa, like the issue zero. Hello, finally, yes. we're all right. So, okay, I'm interested. So we're going to be, uh, so it's good he's focusing me, but but he actually came down, he got his first shot of uh, the COVID vaccine, I think Moderna, and then six days after getting his shot, he came down with COVID. Because it, takes, it can takes happen. 10, oh, it takes about 10 days. terrible luck. So he, oh, he's about no, two no, weeks no. after diagnosis, mm. and, he's, and he's still... Uh, Ass dragging, and listen. If you get COVID, most of the people I know of that have gotten COVID have said that you know it kicks your ass. It could be worse, but there are lingering effects. And uh, you know, thank God, um, nobody in my household has come down with it. Especially uh, people like me with at least four comorbidities mm, no. that I know of. Me too. I, we've so, been very, we've been very lucky in our households and our families too. Extremely lucky. I, I know people that have been ex really, really hit hard in terms of, oh, you know, God, yeah. rel relatives dying, parents dying, grandparents dying. It's, uh, I have a friend. I just, I haven't talked to in a while, um, and I actually hadn't talked to him this year. And so he started talking. He said, "Yeah, you know, I had COVID back before March." I said, "I didn't even know that." And he said, "Oh, I was fine." He still has no sense of smell or taste. It's been, it's been Damn. six weeks. He said, I, and they don't, they're not, they said, yeah, that's a, that's a symptom. And they're, they may be a long-term effect. He said, but on the plus side, I lost 18 pounds because I can't smell food anymore. Taste I'm like, oh, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Anyway. yeah you kind of lose interest in it. I mean, yep. I mean, I, I, if those watching at home just saw me mute, so I could blow my nose. My oh, allergies dear. suck. Oh my God. Allergies. The last, yeah. The last well, Texas is king of the horrible allergy states we have and everything's blooming we had a very rainy spring it's it's ridiculous there right now i, I even i've got a little bit of congestion i'm taking some some uh, uh allergy medicine right now myself because it's it's been terrible here but don't worry by the time june comes and the convention comes around there will be no allergies it's just going to be 100 degrees so it, it's right. going to be hot it's gonna be hot so you know you're gonna be yeah, inside no and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the, the, the new 10 car deal with uh, Texas heat. Because I used to deal with Texas mm. heat with sweat pouring off me. But with the weight loss and uh, the meds I'm on, I don't seem to, like, you know, uh, sweat as much as I used to. So I'm wondering how I'm going to deal with the heat. Because I used to have my built-in air conditioning. I mean, I might come in from the food truck and literally be like, I could bring my shirt out. But uh, now I might I might need to actually buy a bottle of water just to pour on myself. To pour oh, we'll see well, how that works. I'm a few years older than you, Eric. And let me tell you something. I never thought this would happen to me. That's how most of the Playboy letters begin. But I never thought this would happen to me. But <laughs> I, it actually, at this point in my life, it can't get warm enough for me. I, I'm going to be one of those old person lizards guys just sitting out in the sun because I get cold. I don't know if it's because the diabetes, just because getting old and, and the and the blood circulation. But I can I will sit right in the sun now, and I it cannot get hot enough for me. So I, I think I'm going to enjoy. I'll finally enjoy Texas weather when I'm in my 60s. I think because well, I I want it hot as hot as you can get it. 
Well, here's the thing with, with, with me, uh, you know, Rach sleeps underneath a bedspread slash comforter and generally spe- and, and all bundled up and I'll be there in like uh shorts and a, same and a t-shirt. Here. Yep. Same here. And, and maybe in the middle of the night, I'll pull the sheet over me. Well, this winter, I was actually wearing socks on occasion in, in to bed because my feet were cold. But now that the weather outside has gotten to like the uh, 40s and 50s at night, now I'm back down to, oh, my God, I think i got to remove this shirt because I'm still too fucking hot. So, I, I, again, Texas is going to be an interesting sight or, or an interesting experience. And I'm not sure how the, the new me is going to react to the Texas heat. It uh, could be uh, interesting. Maybe it'll surprise me. Maybe Texas won't get out of like the Ooh. lower 90s. And it, it, and it won't be a baking uh, situation. We'll see. All right. Enough about us. We we spent yes. that was all we did. All, we got all the business taken care of. We got convention, COVID, all the goodies out of the way. By the way, Laramie wanted to thank us last week for speaking uh, positively about the vaccinations and and about and look, Eric and I believe in science. We're, we we want to be healthy, so yeah, we're we're, we're not going to anti-vax you guys. Sorry, we're. No, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to push the vaccine either. Here's here's no, the way I look at it. It's your personal choice. It's your choice, right? I have four comorbidities, and I'm, I'm honest about it. I'm, I'm overweight. Okay, I'm a type two diabetic. Type one. I, all right. I am a Hodgkin survivor, which is cancer. Yeah, that. Well, you got okay, that one. I got that one, and I have congestive heart failure. So Ooh, hypertension. I have so, hypertension. Yeah, so that's right. for me. So, so I, I am like, I guess I could technically, I mean, I count the congestive heart failure and hypertension as one, but I guess you could count it as. Uh, yeah, count them as two. Go ahead and give yourself some so extra then, points. There. So then I get, I get, I get five, and all you need is three for a hat trick. Jeez. So, um, to me, it was like, you know what? I, I don't want to leave, like, you know, my my abode, uh, and at the same time, I wear glasses usually. When I wear the fucking mask, I can't see shit because it fogs right up, especially mm. in the wintertime. Oh, yeah. So I, I preferred wearing uh, a neck gator and pulling that up, but apparently it does less effect. It's more like a signal that I care about you, but I really don't give a shit about you. Um, <laughs> okay, Tom, tell us. That's great. Yes. Uh, when, 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 Tom, listen, uh, you know, uh, there, there was an individual that uh, years ago that I did not get along with. and, and Nothing to do with gaming, but He's, he was always like, hey, can you say, hey, you know what? You're fucking fat. I went, yeah, but you know what? You have no fucking hair. And I can always lose weight. You're never <laughs> oh, going to grow your ouch. hair. Nice. So I went, nice go, one. Go, go fuck yourself. And you All right. Enough about, enough about us. Enough about us. Right. No, enough about us. Let's, so, let's talk about let's, stuff. Let's let's talk about the uh, – shall we talk about the elephant? In, well, like yeah, let's do it because th- this is actually – for all the stuff we talk about, this got a lot of attention this week. Not just from us. I saw Ten Cars Tavern was was a buzz of this on Facebook. It was a buzz with with talking about uh, Candlekeep Mysteries, and so uh, I had to do some deep. I, I did some deep delving on there, so I've got some interesting opinions. So why don't you uh, uh, sum it up for us? Let us for those who don't know what we're talking about here, and tell us the state of things going on with uh, with Watsy well, and. Here's the thing, Candlekeep Mysteries, for those that are for those that are following on at home, you might want to take out a little piece of scrap paper and, and take some notes down because it's going to get fun. Um, in any case, Candlekeep Mysteries, it was uh, Wizards of the Coast attempt to say, let's, let's put out a product that is, uh, dare I say the word, inclusive. 
because really it's what it was. Right. This is where when we had the oh my god, they're putting out a handicapped dungeon with with elevators so you can have wheelchairs. That came from Candlekeep Mysteries. Yep. So it was, I think, like you said, fifteen authors. Fifteen or seventeen, I can't remember exactly, but yes, it was. It's an anthology. It's an anthology of adventures set in the Forgotten Realms. All right, so it's about a dozen and a half authors. All right, the vast majority of which are unpublished prior to this. So Mm -hmm. that means that Wizards of the Coast went and said, "All right, who are the people in the neighborhood that are making the most noise? Let's basically let's co-opt them." That's 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 my take on it. I could be wrong. They got some bloggers. They got some streamers. They got some uh, people who wrote for um, what's is, what's the living? What's their uh, their online campaign? I can't remember the name of it. They 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 got so in other words, there's some people that that had not been published before or had been published through non traditional means. Uh, they're trying to you know just just go out there and cast a net out there and maybe pull some talent out of there. You never know, you know. Right. Uh, some of them maybe self published on the DMs Guild. Yeah. It's quite possible. Okay. DMs Guild. That's where I was thinking. DMs Guild. Yeah. So um, they put together this project, and uh, an individual by the name, well, by the handle of uh, what's it, a uh, POC gamer slash Panzer mm-hmm. or something. Panzer something. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he was brought in. Now, he was a huge critic of Wizards of the Coast and how they were treating the Dungeons & Dragons IP. He was a vocal critic that they basically, uh, he felt that, uh, oh, what was the, uh, Tasha's Cauldron was just doing lip service to uh, things like right. taking care of the inequities or inequalities. Tasha's Cauldron came races. out last year, and that was was it. It was last year that was supposed to, that, that was going to contain some big changes for the Watsi universe. Well, as most things that happen with large companies, including Disney and all the whatever, the large changes amounted to basically a page of saying, "Hey, play the game the way you want." <laughs> Right. There wasn't, you know, there wasn't anything too, you know, outrageous in there. But it, it was, it was not. It was one of those things that made nobody happy, right? It didn't make traditionalists happy because you're changing our game on us. How dare you? It didn't make people who wanted to see the game more inclusive happy because it didn't go far enough. It, right. You know, it, it just basically said, yeah, there's no level limits. Uh, orcs are good, or orcs can be good. I mean, just just threw in some. Like I said, it was about it was about a page. It was about a page of you know, here's some things you can do to change your game up. So. So yes, it, it, even though, like I said, my favorite term, performative, performative activism, it was kind of like, yeah, we're going to do all these things to help the game, but yeah, you know, it's just kind of... Well, it, it's, like discla- it's like the disclaimer they put onto all their their legacy products, you know, on, on drive through RPG. It's like, uh, this this comes from an era that might contain uh, right. you, know, you know, information or presentation that some may find to be Sexist, you know, any kind of sure, issue you can right. add to it. So they were trying to cover all the bases, and without actually changing any any of the material, without actually removing it, which I, I appreciate the fact that they didn't. But just that putting up that announcement was kind of like uh, smack. Here we go, because we're we're so much better now. But they're not so much necessarily better now. So what happens with? And yes, Panzer, Lion. Panzer Lion's the guy's name. Panzer Lion. Panzer Lion. I I, I'm sorry, I don't know his real name, but that's his handle. Yes. So, what happened with with this is that uh, POC Gamer, 
was brought on to the project. Again, one of a dozen and a half individuals or so brought on to this project that were not experienced in dealing with publishers, especially publishers on the sides of Wizards of the Coast. You're not dealing with, I don't know, uh, a 10 car putting together a zine, okay? This is Wizards of the Coast. So he submits his... Uh, Document. He was told he has like an 8,000 word uh, limit. He comes in at like 65. They send it back to 7,500. It came in at 7,500 words. Don't ask me how I remember this. All right. And they, and they cut, he had to cut like, he only cut like 200 words or so. It was something crazy. Yeah, not much. And and and, and, and again, and, and, they and the, but they, they words. Up, yeah, but they cut, they ended up cutting about 1,300 words when they did their edit, which, right. That was the, which, that was the issue. Well, here's the deal though. When they tell you 8,000 words, that's the high end. They're not looking for 8,000 sure. words. They're saying, if you give me more than 8,000 words, we're rejecting this outright. He came in under the limit. Now they're going to trim the fact because they're dealing with 14, 15, 16 other authors that they right. have to cram into. Well, how big is that uh, candle key? Probably 128 pages, I'm going to guess, or 144. Can't be much more than that. So you're not getting a lot of pages. Pretty, once you put in art and maps, you're your space gets down to a pretty nitty-gritty. So now, what COG Gamer did, for those following along at home, is that he decided that he was going to put in new lore for the Forgotten Realms. For the the grip, Forgotten for, Realms the, for the Specifically for the Gripply race, who are like a... They're like frog creatures. The, the Bullywugs are frogs in the swamp. The Gripply are frogs in the trees. That's really the big difference. Right. And he was connecting them to the Yonti... And it was going to be, you know, listen, the way he explained it on his blog, it sounded really interesting. And I think it would be mm -hmm. great as a, an ecology article sure. or something yeah. up on the DMs Guild. Not that I buy anything from the DMs Guild, really, because I'm not playing 5th edition. However, something like that was that that's what I used to enjoy in Dragon Magazine with the ecology articles because it allowed you to look at. Um, a monster or a creature that you wouldn't normally look in a certain light and give it a little extra depth. And I appreciate that. However, that wasn't what he was brought on for. He was brought on to present an adventure. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure it didn't say present an adventure and give us background information on the adventure. Because there's, 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 there's two issues with that. Okay. One is it links it to, the world, although it's technically being presented for Forgotten Realms, at the same time, they want it to be neutral enough that it can be played in anybody's home campaign or if you're losing a segment of the market. But secondly, that's, that's a lot of extra space that could be used for adventure material. Not, especially when you aren't actually being brought on to write lore. Yeah, so especially it, when you're working with a project that has a set Here's how big it has to be, and you got 15 other guys writing also their adventures. So you can't have 15 other guys coming in at 8,000 words when the the limit's 7,000. I mean, it, it's a it's a balancing act. I mean, uh, it's anthologies are tough, man, because you're you're working with a lot of different people, and you've got to do a lot of different editing with a lot of different styles. It's not if you just have one person doing. Doing something, I know, and this is you know from my experience, Frog God. It's much easier just to call that guy on the phone, pick up the phone, and say, right. "Hey, uh, uh, what did you mean by this?" Or what is this? When you have fifteen other guys, man, 
that's tough. I mean, that's tough to get because not everybody has the same writing style. Not everybody else has the same level of, I mean, their levels aren't the same. I mean, there's the same writers are level, you know, like Steve Winter is a level 25 writer because he's just amazing. Right. He's been doing it for 40 years. This guy's like a level one. I'm sorry. He's never been published before. He's a blogger. He may be a level one and a half. So yeah, the, there's, there's people that you might have to edit more or have a sterner hand on than people that, you know, don't know what they're doing. Look, I, if I was writing, I would appreciate editing because I, I don't know what I'm doing now. Maybe if I've published, you know, 20 or 30 items, I might be like, okay, I think I know what I'm doing now. I, I don't appreciate these edits, but, but yeah, so it, it's a, man, it's a delicate balancing act. Well, you have to think, think too, you're dealing with 15, 16 authors, the vast majority of which have not been professionally pub published and you're writing adventures. And here's the thing. When you write a published adventure compared to writing an adventure for your home campaign, it's a different, sure. wholly different process. Because you have to write something that can be used by the average DM, not somebody from your gaming group that you're writing it for. Because so you have to include information that you might not include for yourself because you presumptively know it. And um, you have to spell out certain stuff, but they things like background the problem with including all this background is that you're shoehorning the end user into your narrative mm -hmm. and most people or at least a lot of people aren't going to appreciate that if, if nothing else it's wasted space that could have been used for other adventure material yeah and i think that's what happened mm -hmm. so Mike, you did a bit more research on this. I'm going to toss the ball. I was interested. In, so yeah. So if you want to go online now, there's a, when Eric and I were talking about it last week, there was a little bit, but I, man, there's pages of, of discussion about this. And, and so one of the things you do when you do this is, is go, you go to the source material. So I, I went to people who actually had read the material and, and this all the biggest. So, so, um, Panzer Lion had 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 written this, and by all accounts, uh, it sounds like Eric said it sounds very interesting. It might not have been what he was hired to do. We don't actually know what he was hired to do. We have no clue. So, so right. that's between him and the editor. The editor, by the way, was Kim Mohan, who's a who's a oh he's long, been it for ages. Long, oh God, he's been doing it forever. So you know, this is a professional editor. Um, so he he had some cut. He, they 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 cut something. Well, without consulting him, they cut an additional thirteen hundred words. Which, you know, if you've been writing for a while and you're a professional writer, this just happens sometimes. I don't think he was aware of the process that sometimes you can get your stuff really chopped up. But the, the main complaint seems to be the, the use of the word primitive. And for those of those who don't understand the word primitive, there's – first of all, there's, there's, there's racist and there's colonialist. They're not exactly related, but they can't be. A colonialism is when – you basic it's kind of a dog whistle it's basically making somebody feel bad by basically making them feel like they're lower level than a more sophisticated person so um what, what panzer line objected to was the use of the word primitive which a word he did not put in his manuscript but that is often used as a dog whistle to make um other people feel especially poc people feel like you're not as developed as other nations and then this is so this is kind of this is just one of those words that that um, POC will avoid because because of the colonial aspects of it. Um, however, so so 
he was he was used the word use the word primitive, which which you know it can be insulting. Primitive can be insulting, you know, if especially if you're talking to somebody that um, is sensitive to that kind of thing. However, um, people who've actually read the adventure said the term primitive in the manuscript or what's printed refers to the dwellings the group we live in and to some I think some furniture or decoration they put up. It's never used to refer to the actual race. Um, so I think that was the major issue was that, and then, you know, of course, then people will say, well, well, he was, he's the writer. If he doesn't want that word in there, it shouldn't be in there, but that's just that's not, how, not this how it works. It's not no. how it works. And, and the word was not being used in a pejorative manner. It was not saying that the, I mean, I, I suppose there's not a lot of Gripley around to, 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 I'm personally offended by the word. But but this is the same thing that went on with the orcs or no, they're not actually they're not actually bad or good because they might possibly be black people in some people's minds. So it's it's kind of connected to that same thing. Yes, the Gripley are a primitive fantasy race; they don't really exist. However, you could, if you squinted really far and looked through it, you could say, okay, well, they're they're a stand-in for other quote-unquote primitive cultures such as you know uh african cultures and so so that, that's why he was very careful not to use the word primitive however primitive does have a meaning besides the colonial aspects of it it has a meaning like, right. you know if and I, I, the example i gave to eric is is um we all use we all use cell phones right well i'm a sophisticated i think um you know person but if i tied two tin cans together with a string and i wanted you to talk on it you'd be perfectly you know honest and saying that's a primitive form of communication because it is like i haven't i haven't done that <laughs> in something like uh that shows my age years. i know but but there are so there are some things that are primitive without being insulting you know it, i mean um i don't know like take a computers you know i'm on a i'm on a state-of-the-art nice computer here but if i was to pull out a trs 80 my first computer and start tap tapping on it that's pretty primitive that's a primitive yeah. computer it, it's it, you know Coleco it's a, Adam. so um so so yeah there there was an objection to the word but i i think that in this case <sighs> it, it was it was He's just pulling yeah. it, and I saw a lot of people making the assum the assumption that the races that the primitive was used to the uh, refer to the word race. When other people were saying, "Nope, that's an assumption," but it's not true. That's not what it was used. It was used twice in the manuscript. So that seems to be one of the main things, along with him being mad that his work was edited to begin with, which is just silly right. because your work's going to be read if your work for hire. It's going to be edited. Well, um, and, and then here and here's the thing, all right? And he talks again. I I. I I read the initial article on uh, what was it, uh, Bell of Lost Souls or something like that, mm -hmm. and the article didn't go in depth as much as going to POC Gamers' blog. And here's the thing: yes, he does talk about, and they use the word primitive, and he took that as. But then mm. most of his complaint that is a focus, but most of his complaining is that they. That they took his lore out and they removed his lore, and now the story didn't make any sense. But you know what? Right. You are. Let's let's be honest, okay? How many adventures make sense as to why they're there? Very few. It's kind of like you have to be, uh, you know, like turn you put your blinders on and just say, "I'm here to play an adventure. I'm not really too worried about the setup, besides the fact that 
It puts me in the adventure. And that is, again, they're dealing with dozen and a half creators. They aren't going to like, say, he was also complaining that, well, other creators got more communication than I did. Now, I, I, am, I am not Kim Mohan. I don't know how Kim runs stuff. But um, there's two ways to look at it. One, Kim could have looked at it, and, or maybe he should have looked at it and said, hey, this guy um, is a huge complainer, and maybe we have to uh, stroke the ego a bit to make sure we get a, we, 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 you know, he doesn't go apeshit on us. Or the result was, all right, we've paid him. That means I don't have to deal with him anymore. Let's get this into a publishable format. Because let's be honest, okay? You can go back and forth between author and editing staff numerous times and not get what you need to publish. Because especially if the author you're dealing with isn't an experienced writer that knows how to deal with publishers and what they want. You know, and and to put things in perspective, I'm going to give a big shout out to uh, Lewis Porter Jr. Uh, uh, Lewis put out a video on YouTube. You can do a search on YouTube for it. If I can find it, I'll try to link it on uh, this uh, on a comment on this podcast. But he actually did a follow up as his perspective as uh, a publisher. And for those that don't know, Lewis is a person of color, and his he was like, "Listen, we." He goes, "When you're writing on for spec, when you're writing for another publisher, he goes." You're writing to get paid. You're not writing. You, you if we're going to take your stuff and put it into publisher format, we're not worried about your feelings. And I think that is huge. And I, a lot of the feedback that I saw online from uh, the conversations that were going on 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 Facebook, the people that had an issue with either how I covered it or uh, Chris Doggill uh, did a post about it because he had worked mm-hmm. as the. Uh, uh, for Hackmaster, doing regional tournament adventures and stuff like that, and editing them, and um, people were like, they took offense that we missed the picture, and this guy was offended because his work was changed. And the reality is, look, look, you're not look, working for yourself; your work's gonna be fucking changed. There's, I don't want to say there's no point to this. I, I, another example I'll give is is that um, uh, there's a lot of Native Americans that object to the term savages or savage being used in connection with Native Americans. It's something that a hundred years ago was nobody thought that was bad. Oh, the, you know, these are on, these are untamed savages and they were just called savages to their face. Now we look at it and yeah, it, it, you, that there's a lot of um, bad connotations to that. And yeah. so Native Americans very rightly so, re, you know, don't like to be connected to the word savage and I, which, you know, is, is, Absolutely understandable, and the, the same thing can be said with the word primitive. But over reading Panzer Lions, when I read his blog, I think I got the impression that he had totally different expectations. So if Watsy can be blamed for something, it's a or, or he can be lying. I mean, either he's either lying or he absolutely went into the project with totally different expectations than what than what he than what what happened. Because and that's the prayer. Should I got from reading it? So he had, he felt like he was asked to do what he did, and once he did what he did, um, he got no no communication until they cut his adventure up. Now the no communication thing. Look, well, there was some communication. Editor, they, he did edit, yeah, that's right. yeah, initially, but 
but, but you're an anthology a... author, uh, anthology editor. You do not have time to contact 15 different guys and ask them, hey, is this okay if I take out this sentence here, this word here? It's just, it's just not happening, folks. No. Like I said, if you're working with one author, it's understandable. Yes, you can talk to him. Um, so, you know, I, I, I understand both points here. I, I think that he is not very professional. He's not a professional writer. I don't think there's anything no, wrong with saying that. He's not. He's not a professional writer. His expectations were And he were, had were totally off. different expectations than we what happened. Watson was just kind of business as usual. Here's what we do all the time. It's just they walked into a buzzsaw here because well, they're they're being judged very harshly this time. And by, look, Eric and I are no fans of Watson. We, we jack on him all the time. Oh, God. But, yes. you know, but um, you know, in this case, they weren't doing anything that a company their size doesn't do, at, you know, in, in any any publication that they're this right. is going to happen. They're they're going to edit stuff out. Well, and 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 here's the other aspect of of all this. Like you're saying, you're dealing with 15, 16 people that again, the vast majority were all or all of them were brought in because, and I'm sure the sales pitch was, hey, listen. We understand that you are an underrepresented uh, uh, part of our community. We'd like to bring you onto this project to give uh, a different perspective on on how adventures are written, or however they pitched it to all these people. And the reality is, they didn't want 15, 16, 17 different thematic adventures. They wanted to get something out in the end, and this is something we're not even talking about yet. All your adventures in this book thematically have to have a similar presentation. They have to read in a similar fashion. Now, every author has their own way of writing. That is certainly part of it. But when you're giving an anthology, you have to get a coherent voice to all that. And that is going to affect it. Now, something I find very interesting. Again, we're talking 15, 16, 17 authors. Only one has made a public statement really complaining about the issue. Well, only one probably wants to ever work for Watsy again. Well, never, never <laughs> or doesn't want, to work, doesn't want to work for Watsy again. Yeah, but because he's, 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 there's no way he's going to get a job with Watsy ever again. But well, not only maybe, that, maybe that's it. he's not going to get a job with any of the no. major publishers. Now, you might find some publishers out there that are like, oh, well, this is the kind of person that we want working for us because you're, you're trying to send a certain signal, and, and that's fine. But Wizards of the Coast, here's the issue, too. Wizards of the Coast thought that by doing this, they were going to co-opt some of their harsher critics and bring them on board, and they are going to be our biggest defenders because, look, we found these people that criticize us online, and we brought them in, and they're working, and their first published work from a major publisher is going to be us, and we're go they're going to be co-opted. Well, guess what? Sure. This individual in question, POC Gamer, basically said, fuck you. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't have said, fuck you. What I'm saying is the expectations that Wizards of the Coast had um, from the publicity end of it was certainly not what they wound up getting. Because in the end, because you mentioned that I believe Chris Perkins had to do a. Uh, uh, a one-hour video. He, he, he an hour video about. It wasn't specifically about this at all. It was just about here's what we do when we publish and we edit and this and that. It was it was 
you know, it was it was very it was informative. It's kind of boring at the, at the beginning. He has to get he has to get rolling a little bit, but you know, it, it's um, it's informative in that he was just saying, look, here's the process we have to do. It's 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 a this is just a process. This is part of the process. You, you may get ground up in the process, but it's not personal. It's not personal. It's not. We're not trying to be racist. We're not trying to be sexist. It's just this is the process that we go through. And if you're taking it personally, then maybe you're not the. Maybe you're not a writer. <laughs> maybe you need to be doing, or maybe you need to be publishing your own stuff. You know, Indiegogo and Kickstarter are rolling along just fine. Maybe that's what yeah. you need to do. Is, is, is do RPG. that and then mm -hmm, make well, some bucks he, that way. Yeah. Now and now. Here's something else that POC Gamer brought up. And now, this is tangent, probably tangential to, to this, but something that everybody else who's going to be working or hopes to work with Wizards of the Coast needs to keep in mind. He pitched a number of ideas to Wizards of the Coast before they settled on his adventure. Those pitches are owned by Wizards of the Coast. True. So, so, and so he even pointed out, he doesn't think that he could even publish on DMs Guild because the work he'd want to publish is likely owned by Wizards of the Coast. So folks, keep that in mind. I I, I know I talked about this uh, over the weekend that if you really want to change the world or make world-defining adventures, write for yourself because that way you own the IP. I'll give you All an right? example. An example within recent history. Um, for those that may or may not remember, Eberron came about as a contest. The yes. Wizard of Coast said, look, send us your pitch for a campaign world, and we'll choose the best one and actually make that into publication. Well, Keith Baker submitted Eberron, and it won. But you know what? Every single entry belongs to Wizards of the Coast now. So uh, no, it, no, it, no, wait, wait no, oh, one oh. didn't. One did. What was the one that was published by? There was one that was published. Um, by, yeah. Oh God, uh, I, I know the cover. I can picture the freaking cover. Uh, it was like the it was like the number two. I, I don't know if Wizards of the Coast gave him the rights back on that one. If he asked I, for it, something oh. happened with that. Yeah, because I, I know you're talking about. Because I, I remember that that was the that was the guy that came in second place. Yes, and I can't. And I think Watsy, if I remember correctly, the story was they realized they were never going to do anything with it, and they gave the rights back. And I cannot remember the name who it was. It's somebody oh that, that we've heard of. When when you say the name, you're like, oh, that's the it's that guy. Um, dang, uh, we do great show prep, folks. Great yeah, we show do. Yeah, prep. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know this. We're the we're the hex crawl. You know, sometimes you hex crawl into different. Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, areas oh. that you don't know that you're going to be talking about. And I so, can picture, the, I can picture the cover. That's what's hold, annoying me. Hold on, I'm on a Reddit thread here. Maybe it's going to tell me vamp for I me. Mean, Rich Burlu from Oh, Rich Burlu or the stick. That's it. Yep, he was the other finalist. And uh, yeah, yes. So uh, yes, uh, but but yeah, if if you submitted your home campaign to that, thinking you might be rich someday because this could be great, guess what? You don't own that home campaign anymore, boy. Right, <laughs> Wizards of the Coast owns it, which which has got to be a kick in the nuts for some people that were just really, you know, worked really hard on campaign and just really had a great presentation and thought maybe it was it was not quite as good as Eberron, but it was pretty darn good. And now they can never publish in that setting <laughs> because it belongs to Watsy. So you, you have to be very careful about and, and DMs Guild's pretty upfront about saying, look, anything you write for DMs Guild is going to be ours. So be very careful about what you write. You, you can't use it anymore. You can't do it. No. 
Um, it, 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 it's owned uh, lock, stock, and barrel, at least rights-wise, by Wizards of the Coast. Now, Wild Die Woodard, very simply, he should have kept his issues off the, with the whole matter off social media. That That's was probably cool. true. But here's, the, but here's the deal. You have to realize he is uh, historically, if you read his blog and you read his social media, this is his, uh, not order of stick, but this is his stick yeah. is to be offended and to call out Wizards of the Coast. So this is this is a monster of Wizards of the Coast own making. They tried to co-opt him, and they fucked up with the co-opting. All right? We're going to bring in one of our biggest critics who, listen, his blog is fairly red. It, 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 it has a 3.5 million Alexa ranking. And perspective, Tanko Tavern is 160,000. No, put uh, Noble Knight Games like 151,000. So that's so we're going to put perspective in, in in for comparative use. He is, but he's a he's got a loud voice on social media, just like when he had Oriental Adventures uh, Bruja last year. Uh-huh. He's making a Bruja, and and right now he doesn't care about the fact that he's burned every bridge he could ever have with any major publisher. Because he's getting the attention that he sure wants. he's getting what he wants, which is more attention he's ever had. By the way, I, I found an interesting quote here. This is from Rich uh, Burlew, or the stick guy. So he submitted his. Um, he has mentioned before he is not allowed to reveal the setting because Wizards of the Coast owns the rights to it, reserves the ability to publish it or use it the futures they desire. So he had to sign an NDA, and he can he cannot even tell you what his setting was about now. So he wasn't the one that he wasn't number no, two. He wasn't number two. But he says that he he cannot even tell you what his setting was about. That's how the MDA covered it. So yes, if you're going to publish on your own, think good and hard about selling your work or, or selling your rights to the work to to watch or any other big right. company. Because yeah, he, he he can never write in it again. He can never use it. He can never even talk about it. He can't even tell you what his idea was. That's crazy. And it wasn't it wasn't midnight. It was not midnight. No, it was not midnight. Midnight is awesome, by the way. I love midnight. Midnight's coming back. Midnight's supposed to be coming yes. back. Yes. So, uh, I would love to take. I think midnight's coming back for five E. I'd love to take yeah. that and, and downsize the sword of wizardry. I think it would run perfectly. Oh my god. So yeah, mid- midnight was fun. There's a lot mid- of mid- from, from mid- midnight was uh, uh, midnight was what if um um. Uh, what if Sarn won the war? Yeah, <laughs> and so and so, yeah. It's it's pretty. It's a cool setting because it's it's pretty dark. It's grim. It's grim dark, man. It's it's dark and grim because you you ain't you're you can't win. You're just basically fighting battles that make you feel better, so to speak. You know, because you're you're never going to overthrow Sarn. You're just going to you know you you'll win every once in a while, but you're going to win the battles but you're going to lose the war eventually so it's but right. it's a very cool setting very very cool setting that they're going to bring back i i wish I, i'm i'm kicking myself in the pants because at one point i had probably over half that setting i just bought the books and read it and when i did one of my clear outs of my collection for some reason i thought midnight would be the one of the ones to go and so got rid of all my midnight books but unfortunately that was not probably not a good idea because it actually was very well written Probably the probably my favorite three E publication. Uh, they were uh, my favorite three E publications were Midnight and Dragonstar. Dragonstar was to me Spelljammer done right. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, uh, that was a shame. That one died when the 
Wizards went to 3.5. Right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Dra- yeah, Dragon's Heart was pretty cool. I, I do remember that one, too. The, the, there was some... The, um, golly, I got to find... The, there's an adventure that... Um, um, I think... Um, shoot. Wolfgang Barr wrote for 3E that was really good. One of, one of the best intro adventures I've ever read in my life. And it was supposed to be part of a setting that never came about. There's only the one adventure. Let's see if I can find the name of it. But if you ever see this on the discount shelf, where that's where you usually find it, it's very good and and buy it. It's one of the few 3E stuff that I, or items that I just really thought was, wow, that that was very well written. I'm not surprised Wolfgang wrote it, because Wolfgang is just a great writer. It's an incredible writer. Yeah. Um, well, so I thought was- for the name of it, so I can find it here, so. Well, here's the thing with Wolfgang, and folks, folks might not realize this. Wolfgang was one of the uh, earlier publishers starters to do crowdfunding. Yep. This is before Kickstarter. I was a backer of one of his earlier stuff, and it was great being part of that process. And it made me much more comfortable with Kickstarter once I found Kickstarter. And yes, folks, there there are products that I ordered on Kickstarter. And I say ordered, not backed. I ordered because I expected to get this nice leather jacket. Fuck you. Uh, and, 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 and a nice uh, a nice charger for my uh, laptop and uh, uh, phone. Fuck you. That mailed to an address that didn't exist. Um, uh, and then, oh, no, and then no. of course, you, then of course you have Gareth Sharko, which is a double. Oh, a double well, what would a show be without a Gareth Sharko re- reference? I'd punch him in the throat. Well, you'd have to get out of the chair. Oh, first. dear God. Oh. Internet, internet tough guy. Yes. So, so, but anyway, so yeah, it's, yeah, I'm sure that, you know, this is, this is the du jour. Oh, by the way, the, the, the item I'm talking about. So if you see this in a discount, uh, Ben, it's called, um, son of a bitch. It's called the Griffin's Legacy: A Sudden Scale Adventure. It was came out in early, the early um, early aughts, and it was a, a beginning adventure for three E, but it could be easily converted. It's it's a very very good adventure with a really good setting. It was supposed to be part of a uh, system. I talked to Wolfgang when he came to North Texas one year about it because I was just so impressed with it, and he said, "Yeah, it was the whole thing. They worked out a whole world, and a whole interesting thing, and it just never came about." But but yeah, it's called Griffin's Legacy Sun and Scale. If you ever see that in your discount shop, pick it up. Wolfgang Bauer, you will not be disappointed. Excellent adventure. Apropos of nothing, but I just want to pimp that because it's really good. We always apropos of nothing. We do. That's apropos what we're about. We could we could call this a podcast apropos of nothing. <laughs> We, we, need to have, you know, we need to have one of those podcasts where at the end, you know, they list all the links to everything we talked about. We're just, we're not that professional to do that. If we were, if we knew what we were doing, we would do something like that because, because we always talk about stuff during the show. And then later on, somebody's like, you know, Mike and Mike and Eric were talking about something really cool, but I don't really remember what it was, you know? So, well, you know, I got news we're to sorry. We don't, we're not, we're not we don't remember what it was once no, we, 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 we log out. Nope. You know, it's like, uh, Mike, Eric, are you going to look at this into your podcast so you can put links into everything? And it's like, you know what? I I like myself a lot. Uh, I really do. But I don't like my voice a lot to listen to it a second time, generally speaking. I can't stand yeah. to watch our podcast. Even though I don't think they're – I think our pod, or not podcasts are – I think our – Whatever you call these things are, are fine. Thing. It's, just that, it's just that I don't want to hear myself talk about the same thing that I already talked about. You know, again, I just like, okay, where I talked about that. I don't want to hear myself talk about it again. I don't know how, 
I remember when Glenn used to do editing stuff, he would, he would, you'd have to listen to the whole podcast and then do editing. Who wants to do that? That, 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 that is a, that is a, I mean, whoever does that, you have my congratulations. Cause I did not like to listen to the same podcast over and over again. You know, you know what Glenn's biggest complaints about me were when we used to podcast together? <laughs> oh dear. What? <sighs> uh, you know, uh, Erica, you, you just dropped the F-bomb too much. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, well, that stuff. He goes, I got to bleep all that. I got to, like. You got to bleep it all out. Go through there. Oh, come on, man. I, I go, and especially now. If we, if I go right now to our demographics here, I, I'm going to, I'm going to make people well, feel people old. People that curse? People that. Well, that people that curse. Here. Uh, viewer age for this, for this live stream. Eighty-four percent. Eighty-four percent are between forty-five and fifty-four. Oh, a bunch of old. Eleven. Eleven and a half percent are between thirty-five and forty-four. That's a terrible demographic. The the best demographic is between eighteen and thirty-five. We, no, we no, have a horrible demo graph. Oh, wait, 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 time out, time out, time out. Four point six percent is fifty-five to sixty-four. So, what are our, our demographics? Our demographics are old fucks. Uh, they're old fucks. Old school gamers that listen to themselves. <laughs> But we have we have yes, nobody according, according according to uh, YouTube. Okay, we have nobody over sixty five because we're probably too offensive, and we have um, nobody under thirty four. By the way, I think that we, one of our live listeners must be Laramie. He's offered to be a guest. <laughs> Laramie can come on whenever he wants to. Laramie's a trip. Yeah, well, Laramie would be a lot of fun. Probably should have, maybe we should have Laramie next week when I'm sick, and then he could tell me what's, what's what I'm going to expect with my second shot as I'm going through like convulsions or whatever. I don't know, not convulsions, but you know, nausea and uh, headaches, and he can tell yeah. me. Yeah, you know, well, I, I, yeah, I left out the headache part. I, I would I never listen. I would never listen to my own podcast, Pat Mike. That is well, a no, pretty pretty accurate quote there. Yes, get that, that on a t-shirt. T-shirt. Okay, you know what? I might do that. I think I'm I might do that, that too, man. I think, oh, you know, that, that, that would be perfect for North I Texas. I never listen to my own Walk podcast. I listen to my own podcast. I don't. David, all right. See now we have we have a we have an eleven point fiver with the uh, David Betzak. Whoa! Hey, Hello. All right. Hey, you know, listen. It's good to know your demographics, but that also means that I can curse freely because I know the number of people under the age of eighteen. Well, they're listening with their parents anyway. Odds are because when they, you know, or listening via their parents' oh. account. Because, so uh, if uh, Michael Gross has uh, Michael Gross the third listening in. I can think Michael the third now is old enough to listen to me and my potty mouth. Oh, we lost Mike. So now you got my big head on the screen. So, folks, uh, we will wait for Mike to reconnect as we uh, – because Mike's going to be like, oh, I, 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 how did I do this? I hit the wrong button. I'm sure it's going to be what Mike says. Uh, I, I'm going to look at some of the uh, comments we have here. Uh, Cal, over 50. Well, there we go. Here's Mike returning. That was my. That was my. I got a little too crazy with my mouse there. I, what I was saying what is, is what does that button do? <laughs> my Sometimes kid. I do that. Yeah, it means it means you're going to shut off the broadcast. My wife will occasionally listen in a box, so she skews because probably one of our one of our less than one percent female listeners is there. You know, her Kim George and Liz Stewart and. Maybe right. Alyssa, Alyssa Fad every once in a while. That's that's it. I can name our female viewers right there. All right. So, Here, you know. Mike, according, you want to know the numbers according to YouTube? Let me know, Eric. Tell me. All right. So, folks, just so you know, 
Um, I could probably drop the C word and it will never get heard. Whoa. Because, according to YouTube, uh, 100% of the listeners are uh, part of the Sausage Factory. And uh, like I said, I just named, I just named all four of our female listeners right, listeners so, right so, there. That was so, it. So, so, so uh. folks, just so you know, um, uh, neither Mike nor I are eligible bachelors, so uh, that's probably why we have no females because yeah. they can't they, they can't go. Oh, oh, oh! I want <sighs> that one. That's the one that I want. Give me yeah. that. No, we're not. Look at this three hundred pound list over mm-hmm. here yeah no, no, that's, now, that's not... now the podcast we do hit i think five percent female listeners. oh yeah there we go there we go hello, uh, hello ladies bob over 55 soon oh, oh we have under 24 year old trying to bring the age down Ask Kelsey. Hey, thank you okay uh, thank you so much for um skewing us uh your brother said oh uh, what is he Jesus doing Christ. I, well, how did he find this how do you find this? I've been hiding this podcast for a long. I don't it's know. Two, what, what, what is he doing here? It's 2 a.m. in Murray, Old England. Uh, oh, by the way, David, I need to apologize. I, I had meant to oh. have uh, I We were going to start the, uh, uh, was it, the, the tavern chat hangout for the other side of the world and our shift workers yesterday. But, uh, oh, Tenkar, that's right. Well, Ten, what happened with that? Well, Tenkar was up all night with the... Uh, Explosive bowels, and then oh, ten cars. No. Then ten cars no, slept through. TMI, uh, what, TMI. Yeah, so we're gonna do. We're gonna aim again for next uh, next Tuesday. There were a few attendees, but I was not one of them. And also, Laramie has been given instructions that if I did not show yeah. up by nine oh one, he's not to text me. He's to call me <laughs> until I because I don't I don't hear texts. If I hear a text at nine o'clock, I figure my son got up early in Utah, and I don't need to read it because it's just going. Are you up yet? And I'm like. Fuck no, I'm not going to answer it. So uh, there now, you go. Now my brother put it on there. I was on Pornhub and this popped up. That is a lie because uh, we're t- uh, Pornhub's too classy to have have a link to us on there. As sad as that is, as sad as that sounds, that's true. Por- Pornhub wouldn't have nothing to do with this. Yeah, it's like oh, we uh, Pornhub for yeah. We, we no, want... we're not going to do no, 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 not not uh, that one. So we would be a fat married fucks. I don't want to fuck. Uh, yeah, that, oh, that was that would be our category. I don't know so how to terrible. Out. It'd be so terrible. Yeah, that'd be the yeah, worst, the know, worst subject the, ever. The exact opposite of um, uh, no. So no, that would not be us. Although the, you know, me. although you know what the rule of the internet is, whatever there is, there's porn for that. So there's got to be porn out there for fat married, <sighs> fat old married guys. So I, I don't so. know. You know, we just got to uh, hit that. Maybe we're hitting that demo right now. Who knows? I don't know. Oh, I hope not. No. <laughs> S. Kelty just launched my first RPG Kickstarter today. Nice. Uh, b- best of luck. And by the way, send me a link. Yes. Uh, we'll folks, pimp you, brother. You can always, you can always uh, reach me at tencorstavern at gmail.com. Uh, I would love to take a peek at it. And if it's something that I like, I'll I'll share it, I'll share it on the uh on the blog us, side. Yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. We are, we have seemed to found we have seemed to have found our niche in promoting Kickstarters. I, I don't want to brag, but I'm gonna brag. Yes. Is that uh, we, we have been told by people who have Kickstarters and Indiegogos that we help boost their product, that they they saw sales go up after the show aired. So, um, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll do what we can to help you out. David Betsack forty two, uh, David Thompson fifty nine. We're doing the shoutouts of ages, man. We we you know what? we could be like one of those shows. Tell us your birthdays. So we can announce it online. 
And here, and here we go, Grandpa. No, no we're not. <laughs> uh, look at look at that. Tim, Tim Cask is no, no. Tim will never, mm. never. Uh, oh no. Oh, Zach's still on here. Crap. Thought we might have got rid of him. Oh, I haven't. I haven't gotten that uh, far in the. Uh, we're getting a lot of messages tonight. What's going on here? Oh my God! Right there with the, uh, I'm putting everything up on the screen, but yeah. uh, you know we're just gonna go through. So, so what else we got? What else we got to talk about? Let's let's go into while we're delving through messages. Is there something else that isn't there? One there's one other story we're gonna revisit. Oh yeah, and that was the perfect RPG. That perfect and RPG. That's it. So now, why are we revisiting? Why are we re revisiting? Is there oh because new news because, or well here's the thing. I thought it was newsworthy. It certainly was. I didn't realize it would. Uh, I thought it was a 25 pages at lunchtime on Big Purple uh, Drive. Uh, uh, was it RPG.net? Oh, why'd you name you name them? Uh, do not, I know, do not but name I'm not the devil. Well, I cannot name them three times, or else oh, they'll, yes. they'll preemptively ban me. Oh, because, <laughs> you'll, be, you'll, you'll be banned. Yes. talking oh, about Big Purple. God. Ban him! Terrible, ban him? terrible. Because somebody's accused uh, him of, of being both woke and alt right, so uh, therefore we must ban him for being a contradiction. So uh, yes, uh, it was apparently twenty-five pages when Rach and I went out to mm. uh, have our lunch. You mentioned before coming in, logging into this, that it was at thirty-four pages, or some god awful number like that. Listen, I don't go to Big Purple anymore, but when I did go to this uh, uh, thread, which uh, Zach Laser linked to me. It popped up with one of these like trigger warnings, which I've never seen a trigger warning on uh, on a forum. And it was warning: you may you basically you may be triggered as this discusses topics that some people might find offensive, like misogyny and 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 isms. That's us. Like, oh yeah, we are we are a bunch of isms. Like I, I'm a, I, I am an obesism. Uh, but uh, other than that, I, I'm sure I fit otherisms. But <laughs> I, I was just like, holy shit. And I just started reading. And what it comes down to is I think folks were more offended, not by the fact that he tried to, uh, uh, the, the individual person in Ukraine tried to sneak an offensive member uh, that had been ostracized from the gaming community onto his Kickstarter. I think they were more offended that he abused his authority at Kickstarter to change his name from Luke Crane to Burning Wheel, which, by the way, Burning Wheel conjectures. I, I, I just think of, uh, dare I say, it, Burning Wheel reminds me of Crotch Rod. Or, or it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a fun game. It's a, it's a good read though. Burning Wheel's not. Oh, oh yeah, but it just, it just reminds read. me. It just reminds me of something that you're like. What did you get in the jungle? I, I served a year and a half in the jungle in Vietnam, and I came out with oh, Burning Wheel. Yeah. You I wouldn't said, believe I what the Burning Wheel was. I sat in that toilet seat at the concert, and I came home with Burning Wheel. Yeah, awful. you know, it's like, uh, thank God it's not a venereal disease. But it, <laughs> it sure seems like it could be one. No, but they were more offended that he had the ability to do that and that he had the ability to uh, make his Kickstarter a preferred pick of, of Kickstarter. They which weren't is, which so is, offended that he like, it's people, ludicrous. they were offended that he abused his authority at Kickstarter. But it's ludicrous because we've all talked about this before. Kickstarter doesn't obey. They don't follow their own rules anyway. The, the, this I guess this was just too egregious to let slide because they are always breaking their rules. The whole in-world, that was the biggest oh, rule man. break of all time. And yeah. they did that. And so 
yeah, I think this was just too egregious for even them to put up with it. And it's one of those things where let's, let's just let's just cut this cut this arm off before it starts rotting because it, it, all it was going to do is going to be drip, drip, drip every day. More people bitching and more big purple, you know, people getting banned talking about what a piece of garbage Luke Crane. I mean, it was just, it was just going to be on and on and on. Let's just, you know, buy him out golden parachute. Uh, for what I understand reading, he owns stock and Kickstarter. He ain't, he's not going to be, you know, hurting for sandwich money. Um, no, so, no. you know, we, it was just their way of saying, yeah, this was just, this was too egregious for even us, to, even us to try to hide and sweep under the rug. Right. You know, we, we can't, we can't do it. And, and folks, here's, here's the thing. And listen, just like the anger brigade has realized that social media is a huge, powerful weapon. And you don't need a large amount of angry people to force changes from uh, corporations. It goes to people that normally would be the ones riling up the anger brigade. They could they can be targeted too. So um, again, once you put yourself in that position that you could be a target, you got to watch what you're doing. If, if you give a shit, um, I don't give a shit. All right, I've been targeted by our own in in house anger brigade uh, for years, and I've basically works that watch them burn themselves out because I'm retired. You can't threaten my income. You can't threaten my associations. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that's always a good defense is when you don't give a shit. They, the more you have to lose, the more they can control you. Um, the le less you have to lose the, you know, the, the more you can just, how about you hear this about if I turn it up, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yeah, I, I like that. Read between the lines because <laughs> I don't want to be offensive, but I'll be offensive. But by the way, what, we're talking about people getting hung by their own hoisted by their own petard. But one of the things I've enjoyed about the Me Too movement because I think the Me Too movement is probably too long in coming about. One of the best parts about it was watching all the Hollywood fucks get <laughs> get nailed in it. Oh when my they god! Thought it was. I mean, those guys were getting away with shit for so many years, and thought, you know, oh, me too. That's awesome. Finally, and then all of a sudden, they get me tooed out, out to the point where they don't have jobs anymore. Um, that's been that's been awesome to watch, really, because you know, I think for a long time they thought they were the top of the food chain. A lot of the Hollywood people who just got away with that for just decades. Yeah. You know, you had the casting couch, right? You had the, you know, uh, wink, I, wink. Yeah. You you want to part as a as a extra on Charlie's Angels? Wink, wink. You got to meet me yeah. over at my office later on. It's wonderful to see all those guys finally just get absolutely just blasted online and blasted out of their jobs. So I mean, yes, it was an open secret for years that this stuff was going on, and I'm glad now that it is exposed. Mm -hmm. Listen, I will be the first person to say that uh, as a member of this community, have I fucked up and said stupid shit? Yes, I have. Have I done stupid shit? No, uh, you're not going uh, to. I still remember my, my favorite. Again, somebody I'm not going to name because by, by naming this individual, it's, it's, yes. it's like oh, that can, they, candy man. They could appear, yes. Um, but. Uh, Tenkar is a danger to all women in the gaming community, and this is not hyperbole or hyperbole. How the fuck you pronounce it? Another, <laughs> another, another word that I, I think it's I, hyperbole. I, you, you know, you get yes. you get it right. You're you're, you're yeah. doing all right. 
Um, no, but you can say what you want, but uh, no, go, again, go screw yourself. But that that's once you put yourself out there, and and folks, you got to realize this too. I, I know a lot of creators out there are like, how do I get my project seen? And uh, social media is a cesspool. Well, first off, oh. you need to get your project seen, and yes, social media is a fucking cesspool. If you decide that you want to swim in the cesspool, the cesspool in social media is Twitter. Certainly, when I'm gonna uh, if 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 you're somebody that only works in 144 characters or whatever the new limit is, if if you if if you identify as a Gareth Skarka, um, then 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 Twitter is your world. That's fine. Yes, but if you want to use social media to get your project seen and known. There is a safer way to do it than uh, sharing to your wall on Facebook and having to read the masses meltdown about politics and social issues and whatever the flavor of the day is. And that is find well-moderated groups and get yourself known in a good way within that group. Because you know what? You're... It's going to take you, I don't know, uh, what, to get over 3,000 friends on Facebook took me probably 10 years. But you can join a group with 15,000 members in minutes. Um, and that's the way, especially if you're adding positive commentary to that group, you'll make yourself known quicker that way than trying to go, ooh, 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 Mr. Kata, look at me, um, in a general channel on Facebook. And same applies to even MeWe. Um, so, um, we have, we have, we have 30 minutes here. I, this is something we can kind of get into. This is, I'm totally going to spring this on you, Eric, even though we didn't yeah. talk about it at all. Uh, I listened to, I know I was bored. I listened to GDZ the other day, the uh, two times ago. So I listened to it too for a bit. <laughs> and, um, but, then I, but then I got distracted. Yeah. Then you had to take a dump and you, no, but oh, um, honest, honestly, um, <laughs> it, but I got distracted by Rach going, is that Skeeter? I'm like, yeah. Wait, is that Zach? I'm like, yeah. Why? Uh, Why, Eric? No, no, Why? no. Well, no, because then she started listening and then asking me questions, and I was only half listening. So I kept having to going, hold on a second. Let me rewind. Well, well, they, and they went, you know what? I'm going to put something else on. Because, like, they, they had the rare, the, the rare for them, useful show. They talked about networking um for for small publishers and it was actually an extremely useful show there's a lot of great advice in there but some of the things that you're talking about there we can expand on a little um one of the things they talked about and i thought was really good advice is if you're a small think about being a small publisher and you don't want to enter the like we call it the cesspool of online media which you know it is um one of the best ways to do it is small conventions go to these small conventions Talk to people, talk to dealers, talk to play people there, run your games. Um, that's one of the best ways to get seen, get known. That way, you know what? If you do that enough, you don't have to you don't have to do an Watsi. You don't have to do anything Watsi. You can do your own project. L- look at people like Jeff Telanian. Look what Jeff Telanian's done. He he never had to bow the knee to Watsi. He went in no. and done his own stuff. Greg Gillespie, all these guys, they started out going to conventions and doing these small press things. Um Rocky and Ian, Rocky and Ian, they they just they kind of hung out at conventions and 
We're hanging out at tables. They're kind of like little kids at the schoolyard watching the baseball game through the knot hole. And look at them now that they, they have their own publishing company. I mean, this is one of the best ways to, to get known and get started is to do these do smaller conventions. Like Eric said, forums are also extremely useful. The problem is there's not a lot of good forums out there anymore. No, there's, just, there's so few of them. Not so much forums, but groups on Facebook. Oh, groups. groups on, on, no, you're right. Groups, yeah, I'm sorry. Because, yeah, groups. Are and, and I'm not saying all groups. You, there are some fucking groups on like Facebook that you're going to go, oh, look at that. That's great. They talk about the same game system that I like. And you get into it and you're like, oh, my God, these people in this group are fucking psychopaths. You can um, you can usually that, spot that. The, just oh, just read it? a few posts. You read a few posts. If they're overwhelmingly negative, you don't you don't need negativity in your life, especially with COVID no. and all this stuff. You don't need more negative. If, if there's if there's more negative than positive, get the hell out of that group and go to a group where there's a lot of positivity. Uh, Dandelion Games, but a lot of small publishers who have helped me a lot at North Texas. That's great. Well, that, that's that's what and that's, that's kind of con for that. That's uh, perfect, I'll be honest con. with you. As, as an attendee of North Texas, who initially was not involved with any publishers, I met more publishers and witnessed deals going down. Like when you're sitting at a restaurant at the con and you're listening into a conversation between a freelance author and a small publisher and you're listening to them hash out a publishing deal about, oh, I'll pick your – you're like, this happens at North Texas? It happened I, – I mean, I've witnessed that. Either directly or indirectly. Indirectly be being told by somebody, hey, I made a deal for X, I made a deal for Y. Every time at North Texas. Do I hear that stuff at, at, at Game Hall and and at uh, GaryCon? I'm sure it happens. But yeah, hey, Zach uh, Zach Glazer got hired at GaryCon one year. I mean that, that's I mean that's how those things work. I mean, those small conventions well, that, like, that, I that like I'm sorry. He got assimilated. He got assimilated. It wasn't hired. Yeah, he, did. he he got assimilated. It was like the Borg. You will become a frog. <laughs> we are. The, yeah, that that is a great. I mean, that is a great. Uh, you know, great idea. Like you said, join groups, and then when yeah. these group, when you join these groups, find out where they're meeting. It, it could be a game. A lot of these groups. You know, we don't have a lot of good ones in Dallas, but a lot of these cities have gaming groups that that have a that have a online forum or online Facebook page, and using that. Like they'll they'll meet. Uh, those are good too. But yeah, de definitely small conventions. Um, that is a excellent way to start networking for your project. And without having, look, I mean, I, I mean, my advice would always be unless you just really, unless you're Alex Kamer, who I who I know he's doing some DM Guild stuff because he wants to, he's always wanted to be published by Watsy, and he knows he's going to lose control of his whatever he writes. But he's already written. Uh, see King's Malice. He's writing something else for us. He doesn't have to do that. He just wants right. to do it because he wants to be published by Watsy. Unless you really, really want to be published by Watsy, do your own thing and, and, and do your own Indiegogo and your own Kickstarter. And you start out by building an audience and you know build your audience. It's not going to well, happen overnight, but, but you're you're going to be able to get enough people that are going to be interested in your project that you're going to be able to uh, finance your own Indiegogo. And that's that's the way you go. You got to build your audience first, okay? So my suggestions are always going to be um, before you before you take that dive into Kickstarter, get a small zine together or get a small project together, publish it through Drive Through RPG or itch.io, but probably Drive Through. You'll get more exposure. Um, have have a website, even if it's only a blog. Have it some place where people can go and find you. And links to your work. Mm -hmm. 
if you're just putting yourself out there and there's no place for people to find you, they're not going to find you. Um, something else. Oh, Dandelion Games, The Forge, and Metatopia are great resources for more indie-style game developers. And that is that is true. Uh, of course, the things I've heard about The Forge as an OSR gamer is pretty much on the... Forge can be... me with ways. a spoon. But uh, I, I've also heard some good things. I've, I've, I've heard... It is certainly a place to make connections, but here's something else. And this surprised me, and uh, I'm part of it, okay? Um, the uh, Discord servers, Ten Cars Tavern Discord server, we do a weekly, it's going to be twice a week. We do a weekly uh, 9 p.m. hangout, and we're going to, on Thursday nights, and we're going to be, it's all Eastern times, and we're going to be doing a 9 a.m. Tuesday hangout, Eastern time. There are people that are regular people that hang out on Thursday nights that have found employment or gigs with other publishers because they made connections with smaller publishers by doing this, or even larger publishers. Um, people like Michael Gross have gotten deals. And he got to meet uh, Throwy Games, Tom Wilson via that. Uh, people like... Uh, Laramie, Laramie is now doing a customer service. Well, we just had we just had Levi on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, remember, he told us he met Casey Kristofsson running games at a convention. That's how he got yeah. his his in the industry was running a game, and then Casey started running the game when he went to the bathroom and killed half the party. So yeah, that's how you yeah that that that, 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 that works great. Net, net, networking is something you have to put some effort into, and. He, you know, you don't want to be, uh, again, uh, making the Welcome Back Carter reference. You don't want to be the, ooh, 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 Mr. Carter. Mr. Carter, pick me, pick me. You want to be somebody who's like adding to the conversation and somebody goes, um, hey, do you happen to do? You want you want to be sought after, not the one that is pushing right. your way into uh, the way there's a soft sell and a hard sell. And I, before I became a cop, I worked retail for eight and a half years. Majority of the time I worked retail, I sold electronics. I was not a hard sell. I was not going to be the one that was going to tell you, you got to, you know, oh, this Cena TV, which I can make an extra commission on, is the best TV in the fucking world, even though it sucks shit because it was fucking Zenith back in the late 80s and 90s when Zenith did suck shit. I don't think Zenith's out of business now. Who the fuck knows? Uh, I was. I was a soft sell. I would see what my my potential buyer was looking to get and then find them something that fit in with what they thought they wanted or needed and we'd give them options. And I wasn't there to, to, to force it on them. You want them to go, you know what, I want this, not, oh, you're telling me to buy this. No, right. you want them to, to make the decision or, uh, dare I say, I feel like they made the decision, but the soft sell is – in my opinion, always a best bet and a soft sell of yourself is always a best bet, but you have to be out there. You can't be so soft that you're not making any appearances, which again, you have to become a known entity. You have to participate, but again... And that, that's just so great, though, about, about today compared to 30, 40 years ago is, um, look, if you have a good computer and you have 
InDesign, you, you can write your own stuff. You can put it on drive through. You, you can have a reputation. So if somebody asks you, have you done anything? You say, sure, here's what I've done. You can, th- you can give them what you've done. You know, it's, it's not like the old days when you didn't really have, you know, when what you done, you had to have a bunch of typewritten photocopied yeah. sheets. You can actually give them, hand somebody a professional looking product well, and say, here's here, what here, I'm capable of. Here's, here's another secret. <clears throat> Jane Spahn, I think most of you out there probably know Jane Spahn, one of the uh, the biggest self-publishers, and he's worked for Cubicle 7. He's on. Oh my gosh, a, yeah. He's a major author on the uh, new uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, he, did, he did Star thing. Wars. He did, yeah, he's yes. done. Oh my gosh, he's done all kinds of stuff, crazy stuff. All right, so folks, you, do you realize that his initial work, his Labyrinth Lord classes and stuff, was all laid out on Open Office. Yep, I have. All I right. still have all those books too. They're, so they were he, good. So, they were good stuff. Yeah. They were good. They're good things. So, I mean, the investment is all right. You need at least uh, a Chromebook, right? And you need Open Office. It, it's it's an if you don't have a computer at your house uh, at this day and age that can run Open Office, uh, you're probably not watching this video. So the only yeah. point is moot. So. <clears throat> Wild die wooded. My writing gigs all started with drinks with publishers at conventions. Well, yes, uh, and, and uh, sometimes the publishers are lubricating you, and sometimes you're lubricating the publishers. But it all do, does work out. Uh, the underlying games, virtual content, have been a huge blessing for small publishers that need to get their product out there and play testing. And that's something else too. You can these days play test your products using a VTT. You can go into uh, uh, a forum, a Discord server, and say, hey, listen, I've got a new adventure for Sword and Witcher. I'd like to play test. I'm looking for, you know, four to six players. Um, if you're interested, PM me. And you know what? You'll get takers. People are looking to play. We're in a world of COVID. Yeah. People are still looking to play. VTTs are the way. I'd love to do an episode of VTTs, but I'll be honest with you. Uh, I, 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 I'm lagging behind. I know Foundry is apparently the, the, the Foundry and, uh, Albert Rodeo are the two, uh, uh, bigger options these days. And, uh, Foundry scares me because you have to. Yeah, Albert's get a ton of pub lately. Uh, yes. Albert's been huge lately. I, I even checked it out because I thought, well, I must be doing something right because so many people are talking about him. Glenn, Glenn swears by Albert. So it, it's gotta be good. It seemed, like had, had a, it seemed like it had a lower learning curve than a lot of the other ones, so I can see why that would appeal to some people. Well, and, and it's very good for single sessions, one-offs. I don't think it's as good if you want to do a right. campaign or continue an adventure from one session to the other. It's a little bit less effective for that. But, uh, again, <clears throat> the, the cost is nada. And, so, and, that's, and that's huge. And I think that people have to realize that, too. You can... I think that the bar, the bar to self-publishing has never been been lower. I remember when when we when in the eighties, I was I was in a band for briefly, and um, the, the the problem back then was if you had a band, you had to book studio time to get stuff, and studio time was expensive, and you had to cut records or cassettes. And they were expensive, and and they had a minimum order of like fifteen hundred, which was crazy when you only had a hundred friends to give them to. 
And you know what you, you know what you can do now? Now uh, this is no lie, Eric. If you have an iPhone, you can download a programming feature in your iPhone. You can cut music demos on your freaking iPhone now. It's never been the 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 bar to publishing music now is insane. I mean, if you're if you're any kind of band, you could um cut cut music and you could upload it to your website and people can check I mean check you out. The same publishing is about the same. I mean really, I mean seriously, you 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 should be able to publish like I said drive drive through is 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 ready made platform for your ideas to get out there and to find people. So the, so the options folks are are there. I, I think the the only thing that holds people back these days is fear, right? It's, it's the fear of the unknown. If you've never published for yourself, or if you've never d- done something like that, it's a scary, scary event. Yeah. You know, my, uh, you know, uh, my, my little, my little, uh, sort of was creature releases that I did years ago. I think I, I did them just before, uh, my first, uh, Gary con. Or pay what you want, and I printed a bunch of copies at home and brought them with me and gave them out. And uh, you know, they, you're going to get feedback on, on your stuff, and yeah. not all the feedback you're going to get is stuff that you want to hear, but you need to hear. Okay, you know, if you don't, if you're never criticized, you'll never get better, right? I, I had a um, one of the first things I did when I worked for Frog God was if somebody wanted to submit something of the Swords and Wizardry name, um, they had to first submit it to us so we could look at it. So that was I was given that job. I didn't I didn't have a lot of other duties at time except for customer service. And one gentleman submitted something and it was it was really bad. I mean it was it it was a lot of work. So I said, look, here's what I would do. Not I say really bad. It needed a lot of work. It, it wasn't bad, it just needed a lot of work. The idea was great. And I gave him a really, really long explanation. We did. He thanked me. He said, you know what? I didn't think I was ready, but I'm glad you saved me the embarrassment of putting that up on drive through. Um, because he needed an editor was the number one thing he needed, really. Um, and he said, you know, I'm really, I just thank you. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to hit it and go back to it and work on it really hard. And, you know, and then hopefully it'll, it'll look a little better, but honest criticism is better than no criticism at all. Believe me. Even if it's honest criticism is stuff you don't want to hear, like you said, it's it's still yeah. better than nothing. I mean, uh, honest criticism on Swords and Wizardry continue alight. Uh, the 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 layout was adequate. That you know that was honest. I'm not a layout mm-hmm. person, folks, so it served its purpose. I was actually quite pleased with it, but again, I'm not a layout person. Any real layout person look at it and go. All right, reading, so, I look, look, I still think Word looks fine. So yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same. Layouts yeah, just beyond I, me. So yeah, uh, it Word, was yeah, like, Word. Okay, yeah. Word looks great. Oh, Word, that's Word. Yeah, Word. I don't care. But yes, yes, we're probably both not very good layout people there. Uh, Dandelion Games tenacity is super important. Publishing a game is more like getting married than going on a date. <laughs> good, that's a actually really good description. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, don't yeah. Da- don't dabble. <laughs> you know, if you're going to do something, be committed to it. Be be marriage committed to it, definitely. And that that is a very good point. And uh, you know what? To include in that, it's going to include uh, twists and turns and unexpected expenses. And uh, you know, again, unless you're committed to it, it's going to probably end badly. 
Oh, I'll tell you something. I was going to say too, one of the great points about networking is um, when you're network. So unless you're a double threat, like Lloyd Metcalf, who both writes and draws, you're going to need to find other people to help you, which we're talking about editing right now, but also artists. You're going to need to connect these guys and find these guys that are going to want to be able to do stuff for you. Uh, that's within your price range or does, does the style you want. Um, that's one of the best things to do is go to these cons or go to these, you know, or join these forums or these, uh, I'm sorry, not forums. I keep saying forums. I'm, I'm old, man. Forums are dying, but blogs yes. are dying too. But, we'll yes. get to that. but, but join these groups where you can network and say, hey, I need some artwork done. Who is a good, trustworthy guy that I can count on for 24 pieces of art and they don't charge an arm and a leg? And that is one of the best things to do is because look, art art is going to sell your product sometimes, right? Uh, and that's just the truth of the matter. You know, uh, it, I can look at a product and I can spot indifferent or not very good art a mile away, where I can tell that they shall not be named here. But there was once a group of publishers who published some stuff and they decided to cheap out on the art, and it was very obvious. Uh, they cheaped out on the art, and these were gaming. These were veterans. These were gaming oh, veterans. You know what I'm talking oh, about now, right? Oh yeah, Treebeard. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, that's, as, that's as close as I'll get to naming. Yes. Anything. And they really cheaped out in the art because they were not willing. Uh, I was. T I talked to an art artist. They approached about rates, and it was some of the most embarrassing rates I'd ever. Uh, that anybody would ever work for. And so their artwork helped not sell their product because yeah. mem memorable artwork, better artwork will sell your product better than better writing will sell your product. Cause the first thing they're going to see is the cover or the, uh, when they flip through with the art in there, they're, they're not going to uh, read it until later. Dune bunny. It would help to know what reasonable rates are for black and white. OSR style work. You know what? I've got to the, the, it's gonna depend tell you. on the artist, but here, but here yeah, the artist will else. tell you, you know, if you talk to four or five artists, you'll get a good feel for that. But here, again, um, some, some of them do amazing stock art. Now here's the, here's the thing with stock art. You're going to find some stock art that you're going to go, Oh my God, that's amazing. And you know what? You, it might be amazing. Cause probably been, you probably saw it somewhere else. There's a, a stock yeah. art piece of a, of, of a dire rat, and I've seen it as a cover of, like, two different products. I love the artwork. I think it's awesome. However, it's been used. Now, when I did Swords and Woods Recontinue Light, I needed a piece of art that really struck out. And I saw a black and white piece of stock art that I owned by James Shields. And I was like, hey, James, I really like this. But I go, I'm trying to do a color burning. He goes, um... He goes, I mean, you back to Patreon, right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, you have access to it. James says some of the best stock art in the yes. business. Definitely. And it was a full cover piece of artwork. Same thing, same thing as the black and white, but it was slightly laid, laid out a little bit differently. And it was rejected art that he had done for another project. Couldn't believe that they rejected it. I could believe they rejected it. I was like, oh, my God, I own this. Great. On the right to it. It's the cover for Source of Witcher Continual Light. Now, theoretically, anybody else can grab it and use it. I run that risk. But my niece, I was like six at the time, when I showed it to her, she grabbed the book out of my hand and <laughs> holds it up like a proud auntie. This art sells. This cover sells. And she's right. That cover is a huge selling point for it. And I think uh -huh. that's something that, you know, you have to uh, remember. Now, there's also free stock art to be found. 
And uh, I have Frog God has free stock art. Um, well, actually, we have stock art. You buy packages of it, and so. Right. Uh, but yeah, James. I know James Shields does. Like I said, I think he does the best stock art in the business. Uh, there's a lot out there. Once you start looking at stock art, I was looking for some stock art when uh, Tom Wilson and I did our. Uh, uh, but next one, I forgot stock art because Frog God really does have some good stuff in the archives there. Uh, but man, there's a lot. There's actually a lot out there, and there's some really good stuff out there too. That's that is a good idea. I, I didn't think about that, but yeah, stock art well, is a great way to go if you're working on a budget. Although, I we get a uh, Tom and I get a lot of compliments on the cover art we use for uh, B two point five and X one point five. And it's it's and the reason we did that was I pay I paid to have good art put on there because I know that covers sell and the cover I knew the yes. cover was going to sell and so uh, uh, Ray uh, oh god I can't remember the name Ray uh, John not Ray John right no um, Ray Ray I can't oh god I'm gonna kill myself here let me find the the, the no, artist please please great, great on, artist on, great artist there on camera. And, and so I knew that he would um uh put out some good stuff because this stuff is very old school and we have gotten so many compliments, especially on the B 2.5 on the uh, cover art for that. And it is definitely sold copies of that. I mean, folks I've done, I have a lot of art that I've actually commissioned and purchased, not for my RPG products, but for tankcarstavern.com. And this is art that I own the rights to. In some cases I own the original too. The art that you see behind me was uh, by Craig Brasco. And he did that of our old gaming group. Um, he did that for for me, and Craig is an amazing artist. If you go to uh, his website, he actually details his prices. Uh, not because they send him business, but send him business. He's another great artist that has a great great flair for both black and white and color. But here's here I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give out a secret, which I'm sure uh, somebody can tell me you shouldn't have given that out, but apparently other people know about it, so it's not a huge secret. Pixabay.com pixabay.com folks if you are a publisher you better bookmark that because it's free art you don't even need to use uh, attribution some of this stuff blows away uh some of the art that i've seen on listen i'm gonna i'm gonna mention uh, a shock jock in the industry right now venger santanis and myself and venger uh, butt heads mm -hmm. constantly um that being said i will give credit where credit is due he has some amazing cover art on his releases. And guess what? He gets that cover art, the license, for free. Ah. Generally speaking, he did, he finds art on people's portfolios on uh, – what is that artist uh, place where everybody puts their stuff up? I can't remember it now. I'm sure everybody else knows about it. Well, we, are, we are really uh, – we, you can tell we, we do are, not prepare for this. So, we this are is so just old. a – that we just we're hex crawling in the real in the wilderness now. Right, we're absolutely it's, it's, in the wilderness. It's, it's, hex it's where artists like to showcase their work, and he'll say, "Hey, that's a great that's a great piece of work. I'd love to use it for a cover, but I can't afford to pay. But what it would cost you, you know, single use. I'm not asking for all the rights. Um, and uh, he gets success often enough that he has artwork that you'd go, my God, that looks like a classic Conan cover type of artwork. I mean, that that kind of quality. DeviantArt is that is a DeviantArt. DeviantArt, thank you. Yeah, that's DeviantArt, it. Yeah, that's thank it. You. Mm -hmm. And um, he just it, now I, listen. Might he approach twenty artists before one says yes? I, it's quite possible. 
But if you don't know unless you've asked. And yes, thank you, John Miller um, and Bob. So that is certainly the way to go. But like I said, if you just want art that's basically free to use stock art, uh, pixabay.com, and you can uh, – I, I am totally impressed with some of the stuff that is available there. I'm going to – actually, here, I'll do something that I don't normally do. I'll put a link in the chat. So for those that are actually watching live, you have a link in the chat that you can look at. Um, it's just an amazing resource. I'm going to be using that for some content on the blog because I, I like to have the rights to the art that I use. A lot of times I use stock art, but this is going to um, be another way. My, now, and now, of course, from dog barking, now we there's got the cat. Yeah, you got every animal. You got an emu back there. We're going to hear honking in a little bit, or you got, some you got some chickens we're going to hear clucking around eventually. Or? No, no. And, and, and it's true. That cry usually means that Sadie has her toy and she's pretending that she caught it. Oh. So she's like, come praise me for catching my toy. Yes, Kat. We, we, we we're really thrilled that you caught your toy. Ah. Uh, same with the Venger picked up women. They keep asking to to one says yet. I don't know. Listen, the, the, the man is, the, the man is married. He has kids. God bless, I, I don't know about his personal uh, life. Venger, God bless him. It is a funny joke though. I will say that. So two thumbs up. Yes. For the joke. Venger would laugh. Venger would laugh at that if he still spoke to Eric, but you didn't. Does he speak? He doesn't speak to you anymore, does he? Uh, no, Vanger's. not 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 really. Yeah. He only uh, every every uh, six months or so he likes to do the uh, ten car post on his what, uh, what was on me? his blog. Yeah. Well, no, uh, ten car is a Karen, or uh, ten car is offended. Why the fuck is he offended? And listen, he pokes the bear. I understand. He's. He's not a quality shock jock like James Raggy, uh, who doesn't need to poke bears. James is James. So uh, Venger has to poke the bear. I understand that. I also understand that when you poke the bear, the smart bear just goes, it, 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 it's a mosquito. I walk away. I ignore it. So that being said, Venger is a lot like James Raggy anyway. The earlier work was spot on and really should be uh, uh, acquired. Purchase James's earlier uh, releases from Lamentations. Amazing stuff. Uh, Venger's earlier OSR stuff before he started doing the O5R bullshit. Really good stuff. Real quality. Uh, I can't say... I, again, I, I will praise work of people that I, I think is good. And I think that Venger's earlier stuff is is really spot on and less chuck jockey. So there we go. Yeah, I can't say that the uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm getting high on the fumes of the hops, but this, this is hop <laughs> tea, so there's zero percent alcohol in this. Oh dear, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice, and I don't know why. I don't think I shouted that much tonight, but no, as you can tell, my, my voice is going away. Yeah, all that you know, I have, I've been taking allergy medicine all day. You're right, I haven't. But yeah, I'm 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 losing my voice here, man. This is this this is not bode well for me. I love to hear myself talk. Uh, that's gonna be terrible to lose it. Uh, don't don't lose it, Mike. We couldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do if we lost. <laughs> now, see, now, 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 folks, Mike did it get his second uh, shot this week. Well, if, if, I, you know, if, I lose, if I lose my voice, we'll just have Glenn fill in for me, and because <laughs> no nobody would know the difference between you and uh, Glenn. 
Well, he's like he like he's like me. He likes to talk a lot. So there you go. I I just talk a lot. I I I I do this stuff on a daily basis, and uh, people go, "Well, why did you stop? Why why did you stop blog posting four days four times a day?" It's like because I'm casting once a day, and then I blog post once. It's enough. It's it's enough. So, but maybe we'll grab Laramie for next week if Laramie isn't doing more important things. Like you can tell me uh, when I'm. So, yeah, I can tell my symptoms as I start going down the toilet. And then you might say, uh, "Well, you know, Mike, uh, what you really need is we're uh, gonna have to do that uh, Chinese anal exam to see if you have." Oh, actually, I was my first shot. I just had um, a couple days of nausea, slight headache. I was I came through pretty well, so I'm I'm. Gonna cross my fingers and hope. Oh, by the way, I saw a news story tonight that um, they are well on their way to developing a uh, pill that you're gonna take for vaccine. Um, so, um, and apparently it has. They say it should have less side effects. So, I'm excited for people who don't like needles. I, I don't mind needles. No. Um, but yeah, that that would be great because if we have to do this every couple years, I'm not gonna. I'm not digging this. Having to have side effects, do two shots and side effects. I do not dig that. Yeah, I can, I can do it one time. I understand, but man, I don't want to do this every couple of years. That sucks. Uh, Epi, never enough ten car. You know what? I want a shirt uh, that says. I don't know about that. Too, no. too much ten car on the no. one side, and then never enough ten car on the other. Epi, come on, man. Enough sucking up. You know, I might get it for anything. the con. I might get it for the con. <laughs> You're yeah, not getting like, anything for sucking up to the tank car. No, we have nothing to give away. We, we, no, we nothing. There's no prize closet. Well, you know. <laughs> we actually do have here. a prize closet. We don't have a, 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 actually, here, here's the deal. We have 365 subscribers to the YouTube channel, which is huge. And I Jeez. really do thank everybody. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. That's great. We started at like 150 and yeah. a year uh, ago. Or not actually, even a year ago. No. no it's, it's, we didn't start putting the effort in until like, the it was like until October? September, no, it was uh, August. It was it was in December. In uh, December yeah. we started doing. In December we started doing this. Yeah. So folks, here I'm gonna I'm gonna say it online. Um, we will do a giveaway. I when we hit 500, that's not too far, right? That's 135 people. Yep. I will. I got Now I ha, now here's the thing. I'm gonna have to figure out a legitimate way to do this, but I will give away to one of our listeners on the live stream. Uh, $500 gift certificate to uh, drive through RPG. Whoa. See, I'm sitting, you're uh, talking about this. I'm sitting there going, oh, yeah, I'll give away, like, you know, Judges Guild magazine. No, no, no. I'll give no, away. No, no, no. You, you were talking about like $500. Whoa. Yes. Okay. Well, no, and, but no, and it's drive through RPG credit, which really means, as I said before, it's the community's money going back to the community. So if you get us to 500 uh, the first live stream that Mike can do after hitting 500 we will do a giveaway. So that means, yes, you'll have to be logged in and you'll, we'll want you to be a subscriber. And I'll, we'll have to have a good guess because I'm going to have to spend a lot of time yeah. just writing down each name as folks uh, comment. And right. extra comments aren't going to mean shit. So, and then we'll just say, <laughs> all right. So now we have wow. X number of names and, and one. I'll let you, I'll let you all decide that, what we get that away is, to. Uh, yeah, that's a that's an actual prize that's worth right. you know worth it. Now now we'll ha we'll have the listeners that they decide whether they want two two fifty prizes or one five hundred. I'm happy with either one, but like I said, it's it's your money anyway. 
This is money that's raised through drive-through. It's only the only purpose of that money is to give it back to the community and create projects that are going to be given back to the community. So if if we get more listeners, if we get more subscribers, um, the podcast gets better because we get more interaction with the listeners. Oh, so sure. it's a win-win for everybody. So yeah. and I'm sure so there I'm, you go. I, I've got some pro I got a prize closet over here somewhere too that I can pull some stuff out for. Yeah. We'll we'll give we'll we'll have a great we'll yeah, that'll that'll we'll be a great show. We'll we'll give away a bunch of I got some probably have some leftover backpacks from the convention and some other goodies. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to like. I've been thinking about that for a while. But well, like, that blew me. That's a credible announcement. That blew me away. Well, Mike did not see that one coming. So no, so I did not at all. I, I'm shocked. I'm. I'm now. I'm telling my brother he better get on there and. Uh, and, and, under, and under Rach doesn't know it either. So she's oh. like, like, but no, but like I said, she knows that she knows to drive through money is literally the money that I get to play with like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's going to be fun. Okay, well, I'm sure we'll make it a great episode. Who knows who will call in as a guest for that one? So somebody who will be a lot of fun to play with. Like, I, hey, we're giving away stuff. Oh, that sounds like a James Spawn show. Because oh guy's... yeah, we'll have to make sure he doesn't go topless. Because then, like, you know, uh, we don't want pictures about that. We can have him and my brother on, and one could go topless, one could go speedo. Yeah, that Robert. Would, that, that, that would be the end of our show. I call that underwear. No, That'd be the no end of our theater. show forever. We we would be shut down, and that would be it. So. Our, uh, our first first show with 500 would be our last. Uh, Cal, yes, two for 250. Like you said, we'll put that up uh, to an informal vote that day <laughs> and decide how we're going to do it. But mm-hmm. uh, again, I, I am I am happy to do this. It is wow. Just... Okay, I'm excited so, now. So, to now. so now the challenge of to the listeners, whether you're uh, on the podcast side or whether you're on the YouTube side, is to get more people to subscribe. Hit the, hit the, like, hit the like button. Hit the like. Hit the button. like button. Hit subscribe and hit get subscribe, your friends to subscribe. Get your friends to listen. Tell and, them the and two old fat the, guys the day, like to talk about On the day that D&D. we're giving away the money, tell your friends not to listen so you increase your odds. Right? Exactly. Give them a wrong day. Say, oh, that one week they're going to do the show on on Tuesday night, and then yeah, that'd be perfect. Bob's like uh, spread the wealth. Do do uh, five at one hundred. So uh, you know what? Ooh, we'll either do a five. Uh, we either do one five hundred, two two fifties, or a two fifty, a one fifty, and a one hundred. Okay, nice. so that might be the way to spread the wealth. We might do the three tier. The three tier is always nice. <clears throat> so, and we'll ha- and we'll have that third party be the one that does like, all right, dude. Well, we got to do a random number from. Uh, <laughs> From one to oh, sixty-two. That was always so, such a sh- yeah. That's, that's always works out so well. <laughs> uh, give me a number from Epi. Do five hundred? No, fuck you, Epi. I love you, man. But no, I'm not doing five hundred one dollar certificates. You can all go. Oh, fuck that'd yourself. be great. That would be great. No, no, we're not doing that though. Oh, let me throw a couple things in here. But we're coming up towards the end here. Let me throw. First of all. Um, Greg Gillespie uh, ended his very successful campaign with over 85,000 Canadian, which I think is about 69, 70,000 American. That's by far almost double his best showing. And congratulations, Greg. It's I'm really looking forward to draw, draw deep. And uh, and as as you know, you owe all our, your success to being on our show. So just just to just to let you know, be appreciative of that. Yes. Um, the phylactery, um, we had uh, Levi on a uh, couple weeks ago, and his Kickstarter phylactery ended, and uh, I wanted to see what it did. I think it did pretty darn good, if I remember correctly. I was looking at the final numbers. 
<clears throat> uh, Flactory 3 is what I'm looking for, kids. There's one. Where's two? Three. Oh, God. Dandelion oh. Games, get your DD trivia game out and work it into the giveaway, Eric. Oh, my oh, God. It's, I hate that game. Because it's all I about, it's only, well, it's only about yeah. the second edition books. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'd, well, I'd want a trivia game about first edition, to tell you the truth, because my knowledge okay. is perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Levi ended up with $11,300. That's pretty good. That is really good for flat for these uh, fanzine. We are, we are we are worth money, folks. We are worth money. So, we are money. Uh, that's money in the bank. I, I would say at least eleven thousand, probably eight thousand is due to you and I. Probably, probably about eight thousand, right? I'd say yeah, eight thousand. Yeah. That's you know, listen. Yeah. Mo most most live streams, you know, they're there to shake you out of money, right? Come on, we, we're not. We're, we're here to give away, give give away. Yes, just the drive there, so you can buy, you can buy shit that you like. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. Sell spots, guys. No, we're not going to sell anything. We're not going to. We don't. Oh, although, we although we do, we we can be sponsors. Why? Which is the yeah. sponsor show? Uh, we are absolutely can be bought in that respect. Uh, just let just let uh, Eric know, and we oh we will pimp the hell out of you. Hell, we'll have you on the show. Well, well so I, I, actually, when we hit 500, if we want to do sponsors, somebody, if we have a sponsor too that want to give away product, they can sponsor the show just to give away Ooh. product. We don't, we're not, we're not, we're not looking, we're not looking to get paid. We're I like this 500 more. show already. We, that we didn't, aren't even around yet. That sounds like it's right. going to be great. Now, 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 folks, I am not saying that we're going to give away a thousand at a thousand. <laughs> we, that, that, that might get spouse aggro. Uh, in my direction, oh uh, as to are uh, you a uh, fucking idiot? But mm -hmm. um, I would certainly say we'll we'll, uh, we'll at least match the numbers that we'll be looking at at five hundred. I'll say that. Nice. Well, that is exciting. Some exciting brand new news there. That that is hidden news. I was gonna. I said I was gonna now to closer to five hundred, but I think we're at. We've got some momentum going on. I really do. Uh, and we, we've gotten great uh, stats now. For a uh, number of listens and the hours listened, our, our numbers have doubled and tripled over the last uh, 28 days. So it's been really good, and I'd love to hit. I'd love to hit 500 before uh, North Texas. So we've had a lot of people at, at, our, at our at our North Texas alcohol tasting uh, event. Oh yeah, we gotta get Chris Stodgel online with that. Chris, we need some crappy cheap booze. Actually, it doesn't have to be crappy. It can be anything. Right. So yeah, we, we, that that's gonna, that's definitely going to make a triumphant comeback in twenty twenty one. Not David, good night. Well, we David will be slugging at ourselves, but yes, David, thank you for joining us. And I'll probably hopefully I'll see you tomorrow night at the uh, Tavern Chat Hangout. I'll, I will try to get further. Tavern Chat. I have missed the last two because I I keep forgetting that. I mean, because I'm so focused on our show, I forget that there's something on Thursday too. So. Yes, we've been having some really good turnouts. And, I know uh, that's what I've heard. That, what's and, 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 turn, and 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 the uh, the elephant <sighs> in the room is the turnouts have gotten better since this whole election drama and post election oh, drama has God. sorted out. Yeah. And now people are like, "Oh, good, I can actually hang out with people and talk shit and <laughs> not have to worry about some dumb fuck going." Did you hear about? No, I don't want to fucking hear about that shit. I want to talk <laughs> Star Wars, Star Trek. Marvel, uh, let's yeah, let's, keep, let's keep the like, politics out of here. Oh god! I want to talk about Kickstarters. I don't want politics know. to my hobbies, please. No. Picking, please no, picking, please grinning. No. Yes, it's it's on Discord. It's on the uh, Ten Cars Tavern Discord server. 
Um, I, you know what? If, if if I had half a brain, I would probably share the Ten Cars Tavern. That'd link. be a great idea. Uh, I I have to invite people, um, and then copy. This this invite's good for seven days. All right, that's good. Because I'm I'm going to put the invite. Uh, join the server. Listen, I, I will say this: when it comes to the Ten Cars Tavern Discord server, we have. Uh, a really strong group of uh, uh, bartenders. Uh, uh, they are our uh, moderators. They do a great job moderating. Mm -hmm. They have uh, kept the trolls and bots out, and we have a very good conversation that goes on. So as I said earlier, Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, we hang out until generally about 11 o'clock. Sometimes I have to bow out because Rach has to go to work in the morning. But uh, I, I, if I do my bow, here's the other secret. When I bow out, I just go silent, and I silently. I don't. I'm, I don't announce that I'm leaving because everybody goes, "Oh fuck, it's late. I better go too." <laughs> the conversation's going well. I want it to keep on going. Um, and it's also going to be Tuesday mornings. I was going to do it initially once a month, but apparently there's enough of an interest that we're going to do Tuesday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, pretty much on a weekly basis, as long as I'm not like. You know, well, let me know because I, I will show, I'll, I'll show up for that. I, I hey, I'm I'm just at work. I have nothing else to do Tuesday morning at nine a.m. Again, nine nine p.m. Eastern here. I'm gonna put nine p.m. Eastern Thursday. Remind me, remind me. Um, and here's the thing, Pete. You never know who's gonna show up, but we often have uh, Rob Conley. Uh, Bat the Attic Games. Rob is a great font of yes. knowledge for somebody who wants to do self-publishing. Uh, we have Courtney Campbell is another regular. Uh, uh, Speaking of Courtney, his he had an extremely successful Kickstarter yes. wrap-up, too. I mean, we have a lot of people that you can ask questions of. And yes. it's really a great, a great way. Again, I, I know regulars that have gotten to work with publishing companies, not necessarily uh, Wizards of the Coast, because Wizards of the Coast doesn't generally hang out in the uh, Ten Cars Tavern. Mm. But, you know, with some of the uh, third-party publishers out there, this is a way to meet other publishers or meet people that know other publishers. You make connections by talking, by communicating, by being seen. And it's just one of those informal ways. We've been doing this for years. Uh, before Discord, we, we did it as a as a, a chat, a text chat on the yeah, Ten Cars Tavern uh, blog, oh, which yes. is how I which is how I got in trouble <laughs> with uh, bad jokes that somebody screenshotted. When I say bad oh. jokes, I mean I personally think one of them was hilariously funny, but bad jokes in that. It was misremembered, even despite the screenshot, as me calling on, somebody the, a word. The, the Gail joke was funny. Come on, man. Yes. I, I actually joked that uh, Gail Gygax <laughs> would would trademark the C word if she uh, could make money off it. But it got relayed to funny. Gail that I it's called funny. her uh, the C word. No. And I never called her the C word. She just said she would just she would uh, trademark it, not that she right. And then I then I said that uh, she would uh, probably sell uh Rubber rubber bricks for the memorial, <laughs> and that people should burn them, which then became ten cars threatened to throw rubber bricks oh, that God. are burning, and 
at Kale. Well, and at least after all that, the, the mural finally got built and every oh oh wait. no, it didn't. Mm, now, just, by the way, folks, uh, just as a side note, before we uh, tap out, I am still waiting for uh, the tax return from 2019 for the Gygax Memorial Fund to see uh-oh. what data there is now. Just so you know, there's no longer a website for the Memorial Fund. And there is a, a Facebook uh, page that no longer gets updated. So, um, yeah. But this is where uh, nearly uh, over $200,000 of geez. the public money got, got donated to. So, uh, yes, I, I will uh, I will steer that hornet's nest up at some point because it has to be done. Yes. I am that asshole. <laughs> All right. Well, that's um, we had oh, quite a, quite a wide ranging yes. show tonight, and that's why we call it the hex crawl with the mm-hmm. sandbox. And, and who knows where we, we don't even know where we're going to go next week. We have no clue we're going to go next week. So if we if we bring Larry, me, I can guarantee oh, you we'll boy. be offensive. So if you want to be offended, this is this is the cast to go to. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Um. And uh, but you know, and with Laramie, you'll probably see the second best hair in the OSR. <laughs> what, what, what he has of it, yes, right? Because at least he'll be standing up straight most times, <clears throat> so you can see it. Like my hair, listen, be, before I got heavily involved in, in this aspect of gaming, my hair was brown, now it's like a, oh, uh, a grayish. I used to have hair still, but it. it I got I have to keep it short because if I don't keep it short, the gray gets grayer and grayer. Oh, me so, too. Yeah, and my beard comes in gray now too. It's getting really. I might have to just shave it all off, <laughs> folks. Thank you. I can't thank all our listeners again. Uh, the live listeners, the feedback. As I'm losing my voice. Me um, too. Both of us. Oh, it's <clears throat> catching. It's bad. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to it's, gargle. I'm gonna gargle when I get home. This is bad. I don't like the sound of this. Yeah. Folks, again, the live listeners make this cast what it is. We really do appreciate it. Can't thank you all enough. We I think we hit 22 or 23 for the high. Uh we're at 17 now at the two after over two hours. You fucks, man. I can't believe this shit. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast side, I, I'm gonna can't stress it enough. We do live streams on uh Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. Friday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, with either Joe the Lawyer or uh, Glenn Halstrom. And Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, is Rach, my wife, and myself. That Those uh, podcasts or vidcasts, we talk about gamers' health. So, and we don't, we, we listen, I, I got teary-eyed in the last one. I will admit that because I kind of talked about 2020. So 2020 sucked in a way. But it was good in a way too, because look, I look so much healthier and, and, and younger. Maybe. Oh, you're sec- you're one sexy beast, man. <sighs> well, let's right just now. tell our wives that you said that. Come on. <laughs> uh, but folks, again, thank you. Uh, neither Mike nor I are medical professionals. We did talk about our COVID uh, vaccine experience, uh, and Mike will give you an update next week when he has his second shot. But uh, use your common sense. Make common sense decisions to keep yourself, your loved ones, your family, your friends, the community healthy and safe. You can't help others if you yourself are not healthy. So actually your health comes before all else, if you think about it. 
Uh, on that note, be safe, be well. God bless. Roll those dice. Uh, go to North Texas RPG Con in June. Mm -hmm. Let's really fuck things up and have them go, oh my God, we got to shut down registration. Too many people. <laughs> That's what I want to wow, see. That, was, that, would, be, see that would be magical. I want to see too, too many. I, I want to see that. I want to see a huge turnout at Game Hole. Uh, it's going to be uh, uh, going to be four or five shots before your second shot, Mike. Bob mm. wants you drinking. Listen, I don't. I'm not saying that that's wise, but I'm not saying that Mike won't have like one or two. <laughs> I might have four or five ibuprofen. I don't think oh. I'm gonna have any shots now. Oh, that no. night, that night, I might do some booze. I, I did some booze after my first shot. It worked out okay. I may do some booze after my second shot too. So we'll oh. see. My my uh, my my low carb uh, fireball faux whiskey made with uh, Tullamore Dew was a hit on Easter. Oh, okay. My I I gave my mother uh, a shot over ice, and <laughs> she she tried it, and when she, and her response was, and I quote, "Oh my God, this is smooth." <laughs> Can you top it off? You may have found your newest profession in retirement. Yeah. You may have to make your own booze. I didn't make the whiskey, but I did the high-quality whiskey, and I used eight cinnamon sticks and about 30 drops of Splenda. Well, not Splenda. Stevia. And let it age for three or four days in the fridge. Well done. It's gone now, so I need to get more tomorrow. I think i got to go down to the liquor store and buy more booze. Always a good thing, right? All right, folks. On that note, after talking about booze, we're going to bow out. Thank you. Later, everybody. Thank you.